I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. I love watching them, and I love making them. Welcome, everybody, to the House 6 Movie Podcast, our podcast about movies. And I know what you're thinking this time. It's like, why are these guys not talking about Spider-Man? Well, we have a good reason, because we don't do what you guys say, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Spider-Man. We've all seen Spider-Man, and we will. that will be our last podcast of the year, Spider-Man and the Matrix Resurrection. So if you guys want to wanna join in, you can go see those. And then we'll all talk about it. Just a one big happy podcast. But we're here today because 20 years ago, that guy that made that perverse puppet movie decided to adapt one of the most beloved fantasy novel trilogies of all time. (laughs) That man was Peter Jackson. And we're here to talk about the Lord of the Rings in a special anniversary episode of the Lord of the Rings and joining me today, we have Thomas, who's back, and he is the fastest int in the West, aren't you, Thomas? <laughs> is that because I'm the tallest? Like, what the hell, man? Jeez, yes. discrimination. <laughs> I've even got a beard. Oh, my God. I'm gone for a month, and you just, oh, this so much hate. God. Well, you should I have like heard what we said when you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. Awesome. I'm gone for another two months. Forget this. Okay. And that's the last March of the end. That's <laughs> <laughs> of Alex, who's the elf that doesn't fit on the shelf. Oh. I think he just called you fat. Oh. <laughs> I'll bypass that and ask what, what puppet movie did he make? Uh... I don't know what puppet movie he made. So in Australia, when he was Australian, he made a movie called Meet the Feebles. So it's basically like the Muppets, but it's like perverse and they cuss and they <laughs> violent, they violent oh each other. So. Oh my. <laughs> is that the movie that's like one of the bloodiest of all time or is that his first movie? That's his no, other yeah, movie. That's the other one. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that came after Dead Alive yeah. or... Dead alive, yeah. Oh, the 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 lawnmower. Yeah, lawnmower yeah. that yeah. Just destroys everything. That's oh, very gross. Yeah. I actually did see that that scene at least. But also here is Jared, who you don't want to see what's in that dwarf beard of his. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's what do you got living in there, Jared? Uh, another beard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And finally, I got Michael, who's the polka dot wizard. How are you doing, Michael? Polka dot wizard? Oh, dude, don't tempt me, man. Putting freaking my char- favorite character from Suicide Squad, my favorite series of all time. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. All right. So, 2001. That was when The Fellowship of the Ring came out. You guys remember back then? For me, personally, I didn't know too much about Lord of the Rings back then when I first saw the movie. Um, I saw, like, the the animated Hobbit movies, and I was like, what is this? This is like, is this adult animation? Is this, should I be watching this? <laughs> adult Swim? 
So I went to the movies one afternoon, me and my dad, and we saw this, because he was so hyped for it, too. And, you know, it was awesome. And it's like, I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so I saw, like, Never Ending Story and Princess Bride and Willow. So that was, like, the most epic fantasy I got. But this just blew all that stuff out of the water um, with the production and the story and everything, so... That's kind of that's kind of what I remember when this movie came out. Anyone else even have any memories of the Fellowship coming out? Of course I do. I had never heard of Lord of the Rings, and then um, the movie came out, and then it ended, and I had no clue that it was a trilogy, and I was uh, very surprised. I was like, because it just went to credits, and I was like, okay, that's it. I was very confused. <laughs> very confused, child. I actually didn't see any Lord of the Rings in the theater until this year. Wow. When they, when they came out in IMAX, I never saw any of them in theaters. It's kind of sad. It's very sad. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And then like they all came out and then I started watching them. I was like, oh, these are actually really, really great. I only saw the third one in theaters originally, but then all of them, that, like you said, this year. I saw all three. I think that was the move. The first one was the movie where they like set a fire in the kitchen or something at the movie theater. So we what? like had to leave. We had to like leave the theater at Tinseltown oh my for like for like fifteen minutes and then walk back in. That sucks. <laughs> I didn't get to see any of these in theaters. I actually didn't see any of these for a while. Actually, I've uh, never seen any of parents, these. Well, my parents. This is back when I was a kid too. Yeah, you had to think I was like 11. It was 20 years ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to watch any of the movies unless I read the books. And so oh. I had to start from The Hobbit, which I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch or I'll read this. And then like the movie came out, they're like, oh no, you have to read the actual books. Like, but I read The Hobbit. They're like, there's three more. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're much way, bigger. way, 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 way longer. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're way longer, and not just that, but there wasn't a movie of The Hobbit yet, except for the animated one. So I we we rented that. And I'm like, what's this piece of crap? Like Trevor's gonna go see like the live action one, and I gotta get stuck with the singing little like fruitcake. What the hell? Trevor doesn't so... have to read the book. <laughs> but yeah, um... so I it it took me forever to read the books too, because I'm the kind of guy that if you tell me to like watch something or read something, I'm like. I don't want to now. Like, I'm not going to. <laughs> and so it took me like until Return of the King came out. I I almost got to see Return of the King in theaters because I, I almost finished all the books. But all my cousins went to go see it when they're in town. And I'm like, yeah, I'm almost done. I'm almost done with, with Return of the King. Can I go see it? No, you have to finish the book. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Appreciate that. They do that because they love the books, or they just—it was no. just a thing. They're just a it was rule. just a thing. It was just a thing. I was just like, "You don't even like them." So, so if you wanted yeah. to see like Silence of the Lambs, did you have to read that book? <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't. I didn't watch that Eleven, Joseph. But I, I did have to read like, like The Count of Monte Cristo and like Treasure Island and all that kind of stuff when I was like really young. I don't. I had to read like. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea before I could watch that movie. The Disney one? So, or, or, yeah, well, I mean, 
Well, I mean, the uh, Disney ones are pretty close. So. Are the Sean Connery uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think they recommend League of Extraordinary Gentlemen to an 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I like that movie. I don't know why. I really like yeah. that I mean, movie. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Just I know a, a lot of people don't like it because it's not really, really close to the actual graphic novel. At all? Yeah. <laughs> Gary, what are your memories of Fellowship? Do you have any? Uh, no, I never saw them in theaters. Um, didn't read the books. Um, that's about it. I have seen them. <laughs> Doesn't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> so for this discussion, we are we watched the extended editions, which they have on HBO packs. If you guys want to check that out, um, that makes fe- yeah, that makes Fellowship like three hours and forty minutes, I think. Um, Two Towers is almost four hours, and then uh, Return of the King is well over four hours. Um, so we're gonna. I, I kind of made some notes about the extended scenes that we saw, so we'll go kind of go through that. Um, so Fellowship of the Ring. Let's talk about some of the casting in it, because pretty good casting. Because this could have been like. Around like the '60s, when Lord of the Rings got really huge, the Beatles wanted to make it, and so we could have been stuck with like the Beatles oh, as my. the Hobbits. <laughs> what? So the role they were gonna play was the Hobbits. <laughs> That'd be an odd, odd alternate universe we would have there. Uh, for this one, we got Elijah Wood, who was like a child actor. And then you saw him in Lord of the Rings, and he still looked like a child. <laughs> so what, he was like, he was like seventeen when they first started making this. Huh. Yeah, like he I was mean, he super was, young. Yeah, he started acting really young. Yeah. Um, yeah, trying to think of like some of the movies I saw him in. Like, there's that line with him. In, there's him with like Macaulay Culkin, and Macaulay yeah, Culkin's like boy. evil. Yeah, fun. It's a good son. Good son, that's a good son. Yeah. Good boy. The good boy. And then he did some like kids stuff, I think pretty sure. Um, but he was like that. Oh yeah, I remember that guy when you see him in one of the Um then you have Ian McKellen, which is probably where a lot of us got exposed to Sir McKellen um as Gandalf. Excuse me. <laughs> I said a lot of us. Um and he just he just Knocks Gandalf right out of the park. You can't. I can't really see anyone else ever playing Gandalf again. Yeah, I always like the story of because um, Tolkien himself wanted Christopher Lee, who he they knew each other actually. He wanted him to play Gandalf mm-hmm. if ever that happened. So it's such a weird thing whenever Peter Jackson then like Peter Jackson talks about because I've watched like I have the box set. I've watched like twelve hours of extended behind the scenes junk of this movie. I've watched way too much of it, but uh. I love that story of him talking about that. He like, found all the Easter eggs in those in those box sets. What? I remember when it was you. You found all those Easter eggs that they like hid in those box sets because you had to find like the one ring in each disc. Do you remember that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Then he he doesn't know anymore. <laughs> he's, he's he has lost the secrets because of of the creators. They made them, and now he's <laughs> lost those secrets. <laughs> but uh, I was I always find that such an interesting conversation because he talks about talking to lee and like them like coming to the conclusion of hey yeah this is right for ian mckellen and like you can play you should play Saruman and like it's such a it's such a weird weird thing because like 
uh, Christopher Lee listens has or in his life he would read them every single year without stop, like Jeez. start to end. And he so he knew those books backwards before he knew the characters perfectly. And like he would argue with people on set. Like there's a lot of stories about whenever uh whenever um I'm trying to remember. I think I think it's whenever what who okay I think it, when, it is whenever Saruman gets stabbed in the back. I think in the extended editions we're skipping oh, yeah. movies here, but it happens a couple times. People get stabbed in the back and and like Christopher Lee would correct. Peter Jackson and the crew, he'd be like, no, no, no. Cause they would have him be like, do this dramatic. Oh, or whatever. He's like, that's not what happens. Cause you know, he used to be like, what MI six, whatever he was in yeah. services and everything. He's like, that's not, that's not uh, what happens when you get stabbed in the back. Like you can't breathe. Like the breath is stuck Ooh. in your, the, he's like the breath is stuck in your chest. So all those interesting kind of things that go with him. But anyway, going back to him wanting, he, cause he got, I, I, I always, always wondered, like, it kind of makes me feel sad. Cause I feel like he would have wanted to play Gandalf really badly, but that kind of letting it go and letting it be Ian McKellen because it's, you know, the right choice they made. But I always find that such an interesting circle. Yeah, instead they gave it to Ian McKellen who had never read the books. <laughs> yeah, he's reading them on set like, oh, these are good. Christopher Lee plays Saruman, the white. He's the bad wizard. And he would go on to play Count Dooku, so. True. Even worse and he, yeah, and he... He led an incredible life, you know, like Michael mentioned, MI6, um, sang rock music. Yeah, so. in a band. <laughs> An actual Nazi hunter, like <laughs> legitimately. Willy Wonka's dad. True. Willy Wonka's Candy is a, a waste dentist. of time. <laughs> Dracula. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the man knew how to live. And then... Uh, Kind of the lead in the movies, I guess you could say, was Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn. Um, this was like the only thing I've ever known him in. I mean, he did Hildago after Lord of the Rings, and then Green he Book. had some. So yeah, Green Book and the History of Violence and stuff like that. But other than that, he kind of below the radar, like his whole career. So yeah, do you know like all I, the story of him getting cast as this? No. Cause like they had it, they had like a, an actor set in that wasn't wasn't him. Like they had film stuff, set everything up and everything, and like they just got through it. And they're like, he's too young. And it's that's another one. Like I always have these things of like all oh, these poor guys. Cause this poor actor, I don't know what his name was. I don't know if they ever mentioned it, but I'm sure it's somewhere you find out. But like this guy was set to be Aragorn in like the biggest series of all time. That I'm not that they knew it at the time, but and then he gets replaced. Like start through like I don't know how far it was, but it was pretty far through the Fellowship of the Ring that they replaced I, him. I think it was like. Four to five weeks into like production, it was pretty far. Him is Stuart Townsend, town, and he was in a League of Extraordinary. Man. Really? Huh. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, like, and so, and uh, Vigo wasn't really going to do it, but he did it because I think his kid wanted him to do it. He's like, "No, you should do this, please, please do this," something like that. And then he like fell in love with the role. He like wouldn't leave. Like he would walk around town. He almost got arrested once because he was carrying his sword. He would never leave his sword anywhere. So he's in a diner with a sword and had the police called on him <laughs> in New Zealand. So funny. So it says that Daniel Day Lewis was offered the job, but oh, he turned wow. it down. That would have been crazy. That, yeah, that would. Uh, Nicholas Cage received an offer to play. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Don't and give Vin, that to us. And Vin Diesel auditioned for the. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Thank Could God. Could you imagine? It's all about, Thank God that it happened. It's all about family. It's about family. <laughs> God, that would be awful. Not, it's not about fellowship. It's about family. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you like petitions uh, to change the name? 
Family of the Ring. <laughs> Stupid. God. Oh, it's painful. Thank God. Then we have Sean Astin as Samwise Ganji. He is best known to me and a lot of other people as Rudy. <laughs> and he definitely gets his Rudy part on in Return of the Key. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. But. <laughs> Uh, of course, we have uh, the death extraordinary guy, um, Sean Bean, um, who also dies in the Fellowship of the Ring. So. <laughs> death extraordinary guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he would go on to another big fantasy um, series, um, of course, that you guys you guys were in love with. Um, I'm blanking on the name. <laughs> Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Game of Thrones. I, I wanted to say the <laughs> book title, but not the Song of Ice the, and Fire. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have a lot of issues with like his extended stuff. So we'll get into that later. But because yeah, I'll talk about that later. Interesting. Um, I have a fun fact about that. About what? So. So Sean Bean has like the second most deaths on screen, like oh, yeah. in film. And do you know who the first one is? Is wasn't like John Hurt. It's John Hurt, who yeah. was in the original Ralph Bankshi, uh Lord of the Rings. Of the so Rings. <laughs> you have the two death extraordinaires in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, who did he? Who did he play in? Uh, Aragorn. Aragorn. Interesting. So he did not die <laughs> on screen. <Not> that. <laughs> uh, John Reese davies as Gimli, who is like my personal favorite character. I think he's like the funniest guy in the whole series. So. <laughs> 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 um, Orlando Bloom as Legolas, who uh, after this, I mean, all he could do, he, he got Pirates, which was a long series too. So I guess this guy has to act with the sword because he can't. I don't remember him in movies without him in a sword. I mean, what's he doing now? Is he in stuff? I have no idea. Oh, he's in that Carnival Row show, which is really good. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, with uh, Cara Delevingne. Yeah, he plays like an awesome like detective character. Forgot about that. Hmm. Cool. Um, Liv Tyler from the Aerosmith um, video. <laughs> and from the... From, dad? From, <laughs> from, the, from the masterpiece that is Armageddon? Come on, man. Never seen it. Uh, that thing you do? I think this was the casting that people were like, most like, what the heck? Because uh, she's American and like most of the other ones uh, are British and stuff. Uh, she plays Arwen, um, which they kind of expanded from the books because she's kind of more of a footnote in the books. But literally, she's in the appendix. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Elijah Wood American as well? And yeah. John Aston. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Kate Blanchett. Um, she plays the elf uh, witch, which Gadriel, Gadriel. I don't know. Gladriel. I'm gonna Gladriel. mispronounce. Yeah, I'm gonna mispronounce a lot of these people's names, but you uh, just watched like 12 hours of them. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the original like ring bearer Bingbo Baggins. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugo Weaving, Agent Smith himself, is yeah. in here as um, Elrod. Elrond. 
Elrond. Not the guy that invented science. Elrond. He, of course, would go on to the um, iconic character Megatron and voice him. Oh, there you go. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, and then, of course, we have uh, Andy Serkis. He did the mocap and the uh, voices for Golem. The, the rise of Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah. Ian Holm? Bilbo? Yes, Bilbo, yeah. No, uh, Bingbo. <laughs> Bingbo. Bingbo. Bingbo Biggins. Bingo Biggins. <laughs> what a fun but name yeah, to so... say. <laughs> okay, so, should we get into the movie now? Um, yes. The Fellowship of the Ring. This movie, uh, I think they all start pretty good, but this movie starts very epic. Because um, it's got to give us the backstory of... Um, Middle Earth, oh. so we get to see the fight, now which I think is like the end of the Second Age. Of so we get to see the armies of men and elves, and they fight Sauron, and it's it's just pretty awesome. In the extended edition, we do get a little bit more of it. And from what I was seeing, I don't know if it was just me or what, but they the armies seem a little more golden on the extended edition than they did in the yeah. theatrical. I think they had the 4K <laughs> versions on HBO Max. Oh, uh, so okay. Added color and a little more clarity to it. I was going to mention something with the tr- uh, the cave troll too. It's like they redid it. Really, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I don't think so. Because I, I went back and like what? Because I have like it on DVD too, and it is way smoother on that DVD format than in the HBO like 4K thing. I was like, whoa, they probably changed up quite a bit on this. Because like I watched that original footage, I was like, oh. Oh, that doesn't hold up for very well. And then I went back to HBO. I'm like, oh, wow. They, I think they actually redid a lot of this. I don't know. So hmm. it looks good. So if you guys want to jump in when I'm talking about any of these scenes, go ahead. I do want to jump in immediately because okay. I, <laughs> we were talking about, well, I'm going to, I'm going to just. Uh, Why don't we just like listen to Michael for like the next a, three I hours? I could talk about this for 10 hours. <laughs> Because Alex and I didn't actually rewatch this this past week because I thought we were only going to watch the first one. And then I don't like watching them. I don't like binging these movies in the slightest. I hate doing that. But we've seen them twice already this year, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I watch them literally every year. Um, but the only way I do watch them. Binging? How do you not binge them? Do you just take like an yeah. hour out of your day? Uh, the extended editions are broken up into two discs per movie. And they split them up mm-hmm. pretty well, except for the third movie. The third movie is kind of split badly. But the first one, literally right whenever he says... You shall be the sh- fellowship of the ring, and then it goes to be continued. That's literally where it cuts. So. No, 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 no. You got yeah. I have Pippin saying. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. My apologies. He says. Excellent. Where are we going? And then it cuts. Anyway, um, and so I usually watch one disc at a time. Either if I'm gonna binge it, it'll be day after day. But usually it'll be like one one disc a week. So I'll pl- spread out over like six weeks, literally. Like I like I like feeling like I'm actually going on a journey and actually ending it after a long time, rather than just. Like I, we've done two or three sessions where we've watched the extended editions in one sitting, and it's genuinely just miserable. I don't like it at all. I hate it. Like um, literally, literally nonstop. all three movies, nonstop, all twelve yeah. hours, it's, nonstop, and it's it's, it's not crazy. great. I just don't it's like it. Great. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> so but, this year, you you guys saw all the extended in theaters, right? We saw the extended in IMAX for the first time, Joseph, and holy okay. cow. wait, no, no. no. Was it, it wasn't extended in IMAX, was it? 
no, no, no. Was it? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, they were yeah. just it was just the regular. That, was the theatrical that is true because it was a weird. I feel like they had some. It was like an edited extension. Extension. Because I don't feel mm-hmm. like it was the original theater. I don't know. But it's been so long. It's like since. the television ones. They yeah. add some of the. I feel like that's what too. it was, kind of. Because it was the 4K versions, which came out last December in IMAX, which is why they did it, yeah. I think, in IMAX. But, uh, man, like, because we had, we just watched it, the 4K versions I bought last Christmas. We watched that with Ben and Maddie, our friends. And then they were like, they had just announced, hey, we're going to do this in IMAX for the first time ever. And I was like, I've never seen it in theaters. I'm going to this. And, like, you watch it there. And I can never feel like you watch these in any other way because it was so because the IMAX sound is so perfect. And I'm so particular about sound in movies. And it's just like everything hit right. There's sounds everywhere. Everything rumbled at the right points. Getting back to my point of the scene I wanted to talk about. One of the coolest like that opening scene where they're fighting. And then um, whenever Sauron blows up, whenever he, he like, brings cut off and then he goes, it has that like sound effect goes. Boom, and then everything just falls. And how visually it still is so impactful and how cool it looks of everything just being wiped onto their feet from defeating this big enemy. Oh my gosh, that scene is so freaking cool, man. Oh, I can never get May over I it. May I speak? Yes, please. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to be, I'm probably the least invested in this series. Um, so I probably won't chime in a lot, but um, this, I like all the back stuff, like the backstory, like this scene. Is probably like one of my favorites. I like all like the like the expanded lore, I guess you would say. Like what I'm watching, I'm like, okay. And some of the times I'm like, why are they fighting at this point? And but like all the back stuff I love more than like what I'm watching. So you love the first five minutes of the series and that's it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. But uh yeah, I just wanted to, that was one of the scenes I wanted to chime in and say is like what do I I actually didn't think about it in the top five until just now, but I couldn't pick an oh, actual no. top five. I just kind of thought of top fives that I came to my mind. But I love so oh, many. No. I love so many scenes that I'm going to talk about through this whole this whole thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, um, I can say that the the opening of this movie is a lot more exciting than the opening of the actual book, because the opening of the actual book is like we're planning Bilbo's birthday, and it goes yeah. on for two chapters, and then <laughs> thirty years. And then 30 years pass and nothing happens. And then Gandalf comes back like, hey, I got, I think I found this one appendix to this ring. It might be it. So do you remember back when you were like 33? Like now you're 50 something, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Fro, like, let's go I, on an adventure. I, 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 well, I remember like watching this. I was like, this is a lot more exciting than Bilbo's birthday party. <laughs> uh, like, oh, Bing bong, bing bong, uh, bing bong, biggins, bing bong, biggins. So, we do get a little bit more of the fight in this one. Um, I don't understand why Sau- um, Sauron leads with his ring finger if that's his most powerful image. <laughs> uh, he's trying to kill the king, but um, after did that, we also like, did he think like if you broke the sword, it stopped being sharp? Because why would. <laughs> Um, and then we get some, I think this, we don't get in the theatrical, but we get more about how the ring was lost. Like in the theatrical, it pretty much like ends up in a river and you don't really know how. Um, but this like shows them, uh, the king's like in a fight with the orcs and whatever, and they like shoot him and he like falls in the river. His ring like slips off. (laughs) So for that part, I also read all the appendices too, for like the books when I was a kid. and then. 
I was looking forward to when the orcs are shooting him in the back in the river because that's like in the appendices. And then mm-hmm. finally, when the extended cut came out, then they shoot him in the back. I was like, oh, okay, they did do it. Okay, they do it. They just need to stick it in there. Um, Literally. So we get Gollum. He he gets with the ring. Um, <laughs> ruins his life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just casual, casual gets with it. You know. Yeah. We get to like the title screen, and that's where we get all this Hobbit stuff because Peter Jackson loves the Shire, <laughs> and if they would have let him, we would have probably had like a five-hour movie of just the Shire life with Peter Jackson. Because <laughs> it would have been those three chapters. Like, <laughs> yeah. have you heard about the? Because uh, ever, ever since Zack Snyder's made the the Zack Snyder cut, everyone wants to do their own cut. Peter Jackson was like, mm-hmm. we could do the Peter Jackson cut. But it would probably be eight days long. I was like, Jeez. <laughs> "What?" It's <laughs> like, "Yeah, there's we, more." He's like, he like, "We have that much footage. It would be date. It wow. be that be long. That's crazy." I was like, "Oh my god!" Because it it already <laughs> seems impressive that they filmed these three movies, like the even the extended versions, in like two years or whatever. Yeah, they get like but to know that they back, have yeah. that much more. I'm like, "Did you do nothing but film?" <laughs> crazy. Oh boy, it's like. Uh, what do you call it? They just play acted their whole months of <laughs> so something else about Hobbiton that I learned, or not I learned, but it happened in my life. My mother is a massive fan of New Zealand, like has a tattoo of like the New Zealand flag and everything. Um, oh. and she actually went to Hobbiton, and it's it's a real place. Like they still have it there as a tourist attraction, and then she like confessed to me he's like i've actually never seen the movies i'm like <laughs> that is <laughs> uh, how many people can say that that's that they uh, went there and they haven't even seen they, the movies. yeah i've been to hobson never saw the movies but you know it's a cool place I like the round doors well she she went there for a rugby game because she's a <laughs> oh massive fan of the all blacks uh, like they fault the all blacks follow her mom? on twitter and on instagram they actually follow wow. her yeah like what she's the heck there. Apparently known to them, and she what? actually went to one of their games, and she went to Hobbiton just because, like, oh, that's what all the tourists do. I'm like, mom, and she said, like, oh yeah, we had the option to watch it on the plane. I just didn't want to. I'm like, <laughs> you should have said you have to read the books first. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, before yeah. you can go to New Zealand, you have to read all of New Zealand history. Before you can get to there. <laughs> They're lucky they didn't arrest her, you know, for not. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? Get her out of here. We have a special prison for you. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting about that, too, is that Peter Jackson basically revitalized the economy of New yeah, Zealand. With this. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's legitimately. Wild. And apparently he's like, there's like a title of New, Ve- New Zealand's like favorite son. <laughs> uh, well, because like the other guys, uh, I forgot who the guy is that first climbed Mount Everest. He was a New mm. Zealander. Edmund Hillary, hey. 1953, on May 29th. Whoa! <laughs> this guy knows. But Alex can go to New Zealand now because he's read the book. So, uh, uh, let's do it. I don't know if that counts. But apparently, uh, he's now like New Zealand's favorite son, along with that guy. So, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of cool that. You made a movie. You basically revitalized your entire country's economy. So yeah, good on but you, TD, man. But TD has some work to do because I yeah. know. <laughs> <Gotta catch up. laughs> yeah. 
I actually don't mind like the some of the Hobbit stuff, like when he's writing the book and he's like explaining what Hobbits are Hobbits are and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool, but then that. it kind of goes kind of goes long um, <laughs> with like Frodo and stuff. Frodo like. Him and Gandalf talk and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but you've got that delightful music the whole time. You know, the... Anyway, I love it. Okay. I think it, I think it does work a little better in the extended edition where it's not just like... Because like in the original, like when they're just like panning over the Shire, it's just like Hobbit, like life porn. So with this, it's a Whoa, bit more... I've explained. never seen that edition. I know. <laughs> You got you got to get it from New Zealand. I asked my mom to get me a copy. Um, you got to read the book first. <laughs> she had to read the book. Uh, but like, there's a bit more explanation about like their lifestyle, that kind of stuff, and it makes it, I think, a bit more. I think it's just better. Mm. Yeah, because I I think the titles are even at different places. Like in the extended edition, yeah. it's him in the, and then um, on the theatrical, it's like Gandalf riding in. Right. <laughs> I'm ready to get yelled at. Um, can we equate hobbits with like Ewoks and like Gungans and no? No, I oh, have okay. an equation for Ewoks, but we'll get to that when we get to Return of the King. Um... Maybe, maybe freaking English people, maybe, but that's what I would go for. Hippies, which I'm surprised Alex likes. <laughs> they are basically hippies. That's very true. But, but they're adorable they're hippies. hippies. At least they work. You know, yeah, they're hardworking yeah. hippies. <laughs> they're farmers. You know, I just, Dude. I just realized this is the extended review because we're still in the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hippin doesn't work. Um, he hasn't done a job in his life for whatever reason. Hippin <laughs> is like my favorite one. <laughs> them trust fund hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> it's a took. <laughs> You get the scene where, uh, what is it, Frodo and Sam, they look at elves and they're like walking through the forest um, and they're singing. It's like they have elf songs and I mean, that, that's okay. That, I mean, they have elf culture. You didn't need that in the movie, but it, it, it gets you some elf culture, yeah, like you're saying. Um what else? Uh, I'm skipping ahead. So, is there anything else about the show you guys want to talk about, or like that fireworks scene? Oh, really? Just kind of all the, just like the only thing that. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the one of the only scenes I really like is when Gandalf's like constantly banging his head inside the <laughs> Bilbo's house. <laughs> oh, I was, I was like that. And also, like, just the Marvel. We don't have to get into it, but the Marvel of them. Oh my! These I would. Scenes. Can we get into that? Oh my gosh, dude! It's, it's not too long. We will. Oh. I'll make, it, I'll make it real hours. fast. I'll make it real fast. Because it is mind-blowing how they film these scenes. Because, like, I'm sure... I don't know if you guys have seen we'll all... we'll never know. I'm sure you guys have <laughs> well, seen... Like, the, oh, oh, Michael, cut out. I cut out? Oh, don't do that. Yeah, no. sorry, you cut you're, out. You're good now. Come on, Internet, don't do that. Um, But, like, the scenes where, like, for instance, Fro uh, Frodo and Gandalf in the carriage, Elijah Wood's actually sitting probably three feet behind... Uh, Ian McKellen because of how they had to film it to make perspectives match and then whenever they're in Bilbo's house Bilbo and or even with Bilbo and whenever we're over there talking talk about the ring um, they're all like five feet not actually looking at each other they're just like different perspectives the table's cut in half but it's like filmed where it looks like it's together and they're 
looking like they're eye to eye, but they're not really to make everything seem smaller for the, it's just, it is absolutely mind blowing how they filmed these movies and made them seem like hobbits without like special effects or anything. Just all practical, all trickery of the eyeballs. Awesome. Whoever, whoever designed those shots, like they should get all the Oscars. It's crazy. Like, just throw it all to them. Like it doesn't, it, it, it's amazing how like normal movies screw up way simpler things. And then this movie just like, Ah, uh, anyway, and there's like the smallest, make everyone short, yeah. there's like the smallest thing where <laughs> Gandalf goes and he picks up the teapot, teapot lid for Bilbo to pour the tea, but he's not actually pouring it in that teapot. But they make it look like he picks it up so he can pour it into that thing. But they're not literally even close to being in perspective to each other, like at all. It's cr- like how on earth do you even come up with making that look real and why? There's no need to do that. You don't need to have him pick up the lid for him. But he's like, oh, thank you. And it's like. There's no need to make it that complicated, but you chose to, like, I don't know. It's crazy. So, like, the scene where um, Gandalf goes to the library uh, for so much. <laughs> you do or don't? Oh, yeah. I do like that scene. I think it's kind of cool, but, like, you think Gandalf would just know all this stuff, but he doesn't. <laughs> he, has to, he has to go yeah. look it up. Oh, that's so the kind of In the books, that's... was it? Oh, well, God, Thomas. It's it's kind of interesting that the, the, you say that part is because at one part where they're trying to get into the the mines of Moria, and he like he can't get in. He's like, I once knew every spell of orcs, men, and elves. Mm-hmm. Gandalf is a a being of like uh, he's like an angel basically. Yeah, but he's in he's inhabiting the body of an old man. So the the body and the mind of an old man fails him, even though he has all this knowledge. So I always like that that he has to constantly be mortal to function in this like realm, and the oh. fact that he goes to a library to figure that out, he's like, oh yeah, I I kind of remember that, but it's been like seven thousand years since I've been here. You know, it's a long time. Like even like the Blue Wizards in the Hobbit, which we won't mention a lot of, by the way, because that needs to be separate. <laughs> um, uh. Like when he's talking about the blue wizards, like, you know, I forgot their name. Like, because it's been like 5,000 years since he's seen them. You know, you would forget a person's name after. I don't remember some of my coworkers from 10 years ago, even though I spent every day with them. I forgot their names. <laughs> I think his name was, I think Jared was one of them. I don't remember. But anyway. Um, we just Smurfs. I, but I do I'm like, like the, that. I'm like Nick Cage and Pig. I remember everyone I worked with in their name. Really, <laughs> it's yeah. true. I don't. It is him. He does do that. I forget doesn't, real fast. Doesn't Gandalf like in the book? Like they don't really show this in the movie, but he's gone for like a year. No, it's like, researching this. It's like twenty years. Yeah, no, it's like yeah. twenty years. Oh, it's like twenty years. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah. Frodo, Frodo, in the movie, it's, it's like it looks like it's a couple weeks. I think yeah. it's Frodo. Yeah. yeah, it's Frodo's thirtieth birthday, I think, and then he's fifty. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That that's why like. Like when I said, like this movie opens up a lot faster than it did in the yeah. book, because literally the book is like the first five chapters, like well, twenty years went by. I'm like, <laughs> and the extended editions do what? get a little bit more of that time in there between yeah. like scenes, but it's still like when they yeah. cut it up, it's just like seems back to back. Like he was gone for five minutes, or so. I just have to run over to the White City real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Gandalf, sh- Gandalf had an open flame near those scrolls, by the way. Yeah, so. and alcohol and smoke. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should have had him in that library, and then by the time he left, his beard was like at his ankles because it's been 20 years. 
<laughs> those librarians like, aren't very good. They, I mean, those no. are like old scrolls that need to be preserved. And he's like eating a brownie, in. spills it on there. Oh no! Milk. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Picks up a scroll. It's <laughs> 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 a part that I thought could have been kept in the movie was um, when oh, Gandalf goes to. No, when Gandalf goes to Isengard. There's a lot more, like, entrance to that, and it shows, like, how, like, impressive it is, because um, it gets torn up, like, during the movie, the orcs, like, tear it up, dig holes and stuff like that. So you usually just see it, it's kind of gross, but um, on this, in the extended edition, you get to see how nice it is. Um, So I thought that might have been kept in the movie. Yeah, I was always confused, because, like, when I first watched the extendeds... That's one thing I I didn't like in the extended and in the original cut. Is how yeah. quickly how Saruman is just like bad guy, whatnot. Yeah, and even I, though like because in the book he tries to persuade Gandalf to become or not become but side with him because yeah. that's, you know it's the only other wizard he's seen in the last five thousand years. He wants him on his his side. He's very so. Sith. He's like turn to the dark side with me, Gandalf. We You're we like, need two. We need at least two of us. <laughs> yeah, because he does mention how like something about like. It's not a friendship he would throw away that easily, um, him mm-hmm. and Sauron. But you don't really get that in the movies. It, it just seems like Sauron's this kind of this cranky old guy <laughs> that's kind of mad at Gandalf all the time. Um, he smokes all that hobbit weed. <laughs> the love of uh, the halfling leaf has clearly clouded your mind. <laughs> that. Yeah. So we... Um, we finally get the hobbits out of Hobbit Town, um, and they go to the prancing, they go to the prancing pony where they pass uh, Peter Jackson, who's eating a carrot. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's huge, by the way. I think it's like that thick. Harsh. <laughs> break um, your teeth on it. And then we get a little bit more stuff with Aragorn on the extended editions. I think like. He might be in the most extended stuff. Like a lot of his humor too is get uh, got cut out of yeah. the movies. Um, so he's like super serious all the time in the theatrical ones. But a lot of his humor is in the extended stuff, and we do get a little bit more with him and the hobbits before they um, get to that. Um, I forget what that tower is or whatever Winter that. Top. Yeah. Um, they do a little bit more traveling. Um, I do want to say real fast, um, in the Prance, Prancing Pony has one of the best jokes when Pippin's like, yeah, Frodo, I know Frodo, he's over there. Frodo, <laughs> <laughs> oh, back. <laughs> well, I also like, like, what's that? It's a pint. Oh, yeah. Comes in pints. Yeah. I'll have to take one. Um... We get to see Bilbo's trolls. I don't think that was in the. I think in the theatrical that they're in the background. Yeah, they, they don't, don't really like talk about them. Yeah, they don't yeah. identify Which, him. That's like one of my favorite scenes mm. in the book of the Hobbit. Mm. That in the dinner scene, and the fact that we got to see those finally too. I was like, oh yay! But <laughs> um, so Frodo gets stabbed up on the top. He's dying. We get to see some mucus and stuff like that. Um, Arwen comes and she like takes him away, and you get that famous scene of her saying, "If you want him, come and claim him." Um, <laughs> and she gets these water horses, and they come and 
like the Nazgul seem kind of wimpy on this first one. Like yeah. in the Return of the King, they're like, like I can kill a wizard easily. Yeah. But on this one, like Aragon's putting him on fire, kicking him off the top of that place, and then Arwen's just like drowning him in the river. So they're kind of wimpy on this first one. Yeah, and this one they're like, oh, I can't handle a creek. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like they get on the the barge and it's like. We can't cross this, apparently. Yeah. I guess we'll have to go 20 miles down that way. I mean, Frodo leaps on it. You think the guy could have just, like, leaped, leapt over it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. I guess I guess they they had just woke up, or they just let him out of that castle, <laughs> and they were a little They're rusty. So, uh, yawning. <laughs> Do you know how long it takes to dry those cloaks? You can't, you can't be jumping in water willy-nilly. Yeah. I haven't upgraded to the the winged ones yet. They're still riding the horses. Come on, yeah. Uh, apparently, the the winged ones are the, all the power is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So they go to the Elf Keep. Um. Where, you guys, remember what the town's called? Rivendell. 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 There you go. So they they it's not the Archie stuff. Um. <laughs> Riverdale. Oh yeah, Riverdale. <laughs> um. <laughs> And they get the fellowship together. Uh, we get a scene with Burmer. He like meets Aragorn, um, and they talk a little bit. Like, go ahead, Thomas. So, when okay, so for because part of our assignments was picking out our five favorite scenes in the trilogy. When mm-hmm. we come across that, can we chime in? If that's how you want to do it, or I was going to save it to the end, but. If that's it's up to you, Thomas. If you want to do it, that I, have, way. I have a lot to say about this one specific scene because it's probably one of my my favorite scenes in the trilogy. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Is it the okay. when they start the fellowship? No, not uh, it's when Boromir and Aragon or Ar- Aragorn. Uh, you got me saying Aragon, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when they're by the the broken sword. Yeah, the shards of Nazgul. Yeah. Uh, so. One of Boromir is my favorite character in Lord of the Rings. He just is because he's this older son who is basically forced into this position where he's expected to do everything that his father tells him to do, even though it's not what he wants to do. And he wants to be a better person and a better, uh, what do you call it? A better representative of mankind because he's amongst the elves who are like the high people. And when he's there, you can see the 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 shroud of like the the person that his dad wants him to be, uh, of like this proud, arrogant, you know, macho captain of Gondor, and to this person who's in awe of Rivendell and where he's at. And when even when he's like holding the the sword, he's in awe of what he's holding, is because this is what mankind is capable of is defeating Sauron. And when he meets Aragorn, everything that his father has comes back to him is to be, you know, we're, we're mightier than the, the half Numenorians, you know, the elves, whatever mankind's better. We can do that. That's when he drops not a uh, Narsil onto the ground. He looks back and he wants to pick it up, but he knows that he has to have that facade of, I don't care anymore because we're better now than we were back then. And that, that one part, I like that. Because it contrasts where he wants to be later when, spoilers, Boromir dies. <laughs> and he has like that moment of wanting to be, a, uh, to be, you know, 
uh, to serve Aragon as the king of of mankind. Uh, I like that scene. So that's probably number two, maybe in my favorite scenes. So anyway, that's that's the one I wanted to talk about because I, I really love that scene. Even though it's like forty <laughs> seconds long, maybe. So. <laughs> So we get, like, that backstory. We also get this interesting scene where Aragorn's, like, visiting his mother's grave. Um, and I thought that was really cool, because you don't get a lot about Aragorn in the movies. It's more, like, they kind of just mention stuff, like how he was a ranger and how he he's the... He's, he's, just, this... he's just a badass. That's all he is. In this <laughs> yeah. And how he's, like, the heir to the uh, throne of Gondor and stuff like that. But this one, you get to learn a little bit more about him, like how his mother took him to Rivendell because um, she thought he would be safe there. Um, uh, and and he kind of like grew up among the elves, so that's kind of cool that you get to learn some of that stuff. So any other thoughts on the Rivendell scenes? Apart from the council, you mean? Yeah. That's a That's a massive part, but... <laughs> Well, I, there's that iconic shot I love of uh, Gimli striking the ring with the axe. Oh, man. Yeah, that was oh, cool. So cool. Yeah, that, that entire scene is just so yeah. well, especially in the extended whenever, because uh, they don't have any in the original where Gandalf speaks uh, the tongue of Mordor or whatever, and it like yeah. goes really dark and heavy, and it's like it's really deep, and then uh, you can see Hugo Weaving's character like like flinching back and getting like visibly hurt and or not hurt i don't know how you would say oh that, yeah affected by it and he's like no one has ever spoken that tongue here and he's like and Gandalf's like well if we don't do something about this it's going to be spoken everywhere so get used to yeah. it and i feel like i feel like that scene kind of sets the stakes for the for everyone where i feel yeah. like frodo frodo understands this is a big deal but he it's not impressed on him or the audience i don't think until this scene where it's like okay this is it sets the tone i think for the series mm -hmm. where it's like you know, it's kind of the jumping off point. And then you get the famous meme of you don't simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> One does not simply walk. One does not simply, which I actually hate it when people do that. But what? I love that. That's the well, best. I, I just hate it when people say one does not like one when they refer to people as one in um, nowadays times. I'm like, this is dumb. Oh. No one speaks this way anymore. <laughs> That's say, what bothers you about it. Yeah, yeah. I hate it when people say it. It's like one does not. One does not simply... Uh, I hate it. Anyway, Thomas, go. It's called The Black Speech of Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I do uh, like the... I like how um, when Frodo says he'll take the ring, I like Gandalf's reaction to it because yeah. he, he knows he's like, that's the only guy they have that can actually get it to there, but he also doesn't want it to have to be him because he knows it's gonna pay, he's going to pay a heavy toll for it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, going off what um, Alex said, because it's kind of like, as the audience, and because the whole thing is basically, you, Frodo's are the vessel for audience and everything. And yeah. uh, having that huge turn of like, hey, you think, oh, this is, we just got to get to Rivendell, then we're done, nothing wrong, moving yeah. on, whatever. And like, he's not even really supposed to be a part of any of it. And then just like, that whole buildup of that scene, whenever everyone's screaming, everything's going on, and Frodo can only hear and focus on the ring and it burning and like this, that weird, it's like the beginning of that, like, taking over it or, or i don't know it's like uh, it's a weird it's a weird because like they say in the book of how even in the movie whenever he talks a little bit about how I, he didn't want it to be like this when he's talking to gandalf and moria he's like i didn't want my adventure to be like this i want to have some fun adventure like bilbo and you know gandalf mm -hmm. says the iconic line of we don't choose that you know that whole line but uh 
that 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 just put, puts it's it i don't know alex but you put that really well about how it just changes the entire tone of everything <laughs> of how it's going there that's a, that was a good way of putting it through there but i don't even know where i'm going with that but i love that i love that whole scene well <clears throat> i also like the conversation between gandalf and elrond about who do we put our faith in it's like we can't put our faith in the dwarves it's like we'll put it in man and then you get the flashback more toward mordor where Oh yeah, Isildur was oh. supposed to put the ring in. Can I um, say something about that real quick? Yeah, that, Elrond is the biggest idiot in this whole <laughs> series. The biggest moron. They just fought through. So you let him walk away. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, "You silly little!" I'm like, "Just, just shoot that dude in the back. <laughs> Throw it in." I do not understand. That is one of the biggest things where I'm just like, it, it would have been better. It would have been better if they got into uh, Mount Doom and then Isildur like sneaks up behind the trusting Elrond and stabs him in the back or something. Like Whoa. it takes him out. But no, no, like Elrond just lets him leave. Oh, I got to hate that. Anyway. Well, that's something that I, I always had a problem with. The I don't like the elves in Lord of the Rings. I think they're high and mighty. I don't think that they actually, I think they're a bunch of hypocrites because they always talk about like the temptation of the ring but they never ever take on the responsibility of ever trying to do make it better. They're just like, no, it's going to be somebody else because we can't handle that. So we can't really do that. And that's the thing about Isildur. The reason he didn't kill him is because he knew that if he picked up the ring, he'd keep it. Just kick Same it. Same thing with like... Just kick just it kick into it. the fire. Don't, don't pick yeah, it get, up. Get your sword go bing. <laughs> or, or modern no, problems require modern solutions. It's a boot to the ring. <laughs> there you go. Well, Maybe maybe Isildur's like still holding it or whatever, and just so just like push his body, just just well, roll it, whole thing, roll like, it with into Galadriel the fire too. I, the, I hate her. I hate that scene with her too. Yeah. It's like, I've I've passed the test. I'm like the one that you wrote. You did. You set up the test. <laughs> but I, I I don't like the elves. I mean, Legolas is cool because he's like the cool dude. Like, come on, man. Well, Can't isn't in the books? Cool. Isn't he like kind of the the odd one out? Like he's not. They're not really. Elves don't really venture out from their lands, really. Yeah, he, like, he's, he's 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 very much an oddity because he's he he ranged with or he he was ranging with uh, Aragorn. Yeah. And so that's a big that's a big thing because normally elves keep to their their realms and protect yeah. them. That's why they're they're also like xenophobic and isolationist. So it's like okay, but uh, the, <laughs> one of the reasons I don't like the elves. I think everyone's but, xenophobic in this series, but anyway. Yeah, that's true. But... It's probably true. <laughs> but... Their age has ended, Thomas. They gotta go across that <laughs> sea. But I, I did like that scene too, because they also reference like the blood of Numenor, which is like that's ancient Gondor. Uh go ahead, Jared. The bad guy's not xenophobic. He wants to spread all over the land. He's <laughs> He's a good boy. Good boy. <laughs> there is that one book where it's like from the orc's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> trying to spread that love man come on they're just, they're just spreading technology okay they they want some metal in this life <laughs> um okay so where were we? we we're getting out of rivendell they they go they gotta walk yeah they're walking <laughs> um they're trying to get over this pass they can't get over the mountain because um Sarwin's like Calling down the mountain on them, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And um, heard us. <laughs> yeah. So they got to go through the mines of Moria, Moria. Um, and they, like we said, they can't get in the door because they forgot the code or whatever. 
Um, passcode. <laughs> no call to supervisor. Was yeah, it, man, I'm putting in the uh, the code. This is not working. Was it your birthday, Gandalf, or was it <laughs> one, two, three, four, start pound? It's not working. No. <laughs> the alarm's going off. I don't really want to pay the alarm company to come out here, man. Come on. Dogs barking. I'm scared. <laughs> no, no, they're waking up this octopus, Mary and Pippin are for some reason. <laughs> the watcher in the water. Yeah. Always causing trouble. Which in the book that gets like a passing mention of like the watcher in the water. Like they fought the watcher in the water and then retreated into Moria. I'm yeah. like, what's the watcher in the water? <laughs> what? You don't get to know. We... No. <laughs> um so they go in there, real cool scenes in the mines. Um probably one of the highlights of the whole movie. Um, they find out all the dwarves have died. They, the goblins have killed them. They, they dug too deep. They've unleashed the bell rock. Um, so they get this like fight scene in this room. It's pretty awesome. They hit the, they have a cave troll. The cave troll barges in Breck's house. Um, <laughs> even apparently kills Frodo, but he's not dead. Cause he's got some shirt roll. Yeah. <laughs> And that, they, and that's. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go do it. Um, one of the extended scenes, like, actually talks about the mithril. The the um, dwarves there are aren't mining gold or jewels. They say they they mine mithril, and um, so it's worth like a lot. I can't, I can't remember what he says, but he tells worth he tells them that, the, the, the worth of the shire. Yeah, greater, greater than yeah. the worth of the shire. That one shirt that they gave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we got a cool fight scene in there. Um, then they get to run away from this giant dragon fire demon. Um, <laughs> the say, Balrog of Morgoth. <laughs> can we say that's the coolest thing in Lord of the Rings? The Balrog. He's uh, so this cool. was yeah. this was this was I another mean, one of my moments. By the way, it's one of the coolest yeah. things of like all time. Honestly, it's like a mm -hmm. dragon almost, but. He's got swords and whips and it's stuff. It's like a bull dragon. It's, it's just a bull a big dragon, bull. man. It's awesome. It's on fire. It's, it looks like a manticore. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it does. But it's also the build. Everything that the bad so guys impressive. do is cool in this. The bad guys yeah. are so cool in this. And then we get some lame dudes. But it's just like also Jared, the build up to this. Jared, like, you would join Mordor, wouldn't you? In a second. <laughs> if I got a suit like what's his name? Yes. <laughs> You could say what's his name for a lot of people. <laughs> Sauron. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just I like that <clears throat> Peter Jackson went with like this massive like monster as a represent representation of a Balrog because in like the lore, you never really know what Balrogs are, like dimension wise or like it's they're very vague. It's like it's made of fire and shadow. But then some are named, some are not, some are big, some are small. You <laughs> really don't know. And then if you ever watch the Ralph Banksy one, oh my god, that is like, go look it up on YouTube. Like Ralph Banksy Balrog, it is like the most embarrassing thing you could ever think of as huh. like a special effect because he has like he has like fake feet, but it's just like a dude with like a bull head, and that's it. Uh, and he has like this, he has like these fake wings. That you can obviously a teller just like plaster, and he's just like ah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well that, thanks for I got I I got to read this cool book, and now I got to watch this crappy movie, but whatever. But I, I did like how Peter Jackson made it, just like the most intimidating thing you could ever come across in a cave, 
and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> so and then, that is uh oh sorry. Good. No, go for it. That is one thing. I mean, obviously we probably will touch on the visuals a lot in these movies and how that they a lot of them still hold up, a lot of them don't, but yeah. a, a lot of them do. And uh but also what I want to touch on is also the sound effects or like the sound design where it's like like I, I it sounds like they use like a horse for the troll, but it's such a cool sound yeah. that like that was terrible but you know and then like uh and then whenever the balrog first reveals like its form or whatever which is kind of cool like what thomas was talking about where it's like shadow and uh smoke or whatever and flame and uh, like it uh it like forms in front of gandalf like it wasn't really there and then it is and well that part where it like it like uh what do you call it like go solidifies almost (laughs) yeah yeah that's true like you you can fully see like the outline of it when it like a full like flame comes up through its body and it finally solidifies that's pretty awesome that's so cool and then like whenever it like when you first see it and it like bends down and does that weird roar that sounds like a like a vacuum got sucked it, like, into it, a black like, hole sucks up, but it sucks like, <laughs> like it sucks up like all the noise around it which is really cool yeah so cool anyway so i just want to you know shout out to sound effects well done <laughs> also like the iconic like line you shall not pass i mean that's just True. That's like in the lexicon now when it's never going away. Let's <laughs> jump in ahead though, and then and, and to kind of go into the next scene where they go across that bridge that breaks. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, this is like one of my least favorite scenes in the movies. I always feel like it's kind of it slows down the pace, it's kind of boring. And it's like, how how are these goblins and orcs not like oh sorry, not the bridge where he does the staff okay, thing, the good. bridge okay. that breaks. <laughs> I was like like that they're like oh balancing oh, and they're like okay. oh the staircase oh, like that part staircase yeah okay. not the not the what bridge of casa doom like yeah. the the one that they're just it's a staircase yeah and uh sorry that was really confusing but that scene oh it just slows it down so much and it's just like it's so silly it's like the weight of like frodo and aragorn is enough to shift this giant staircase to going forward it's yeah i know i'm never crazy about that scene I always like yeah. that scene, actually. Anyway, I, know, I like that scene. It's kind of fun. It's like adventure. It is fun. It's fun. They hit. Then they move on. It's wonderful. <laughs> the <laughs> overhead shot of them running across the bridge of Kazadoom. Although that cool. scene in 4K, oh, yeah, 4K doesn't look nearly as good as it used to. <laughs> no, <laughs> you see a little too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the visuals, again. Um, like Gimli has a kind of a or not Gimli Gollum has a kind of different look in Fellowship than yeah. he does in the yeah. other two movies. I he's got like I don't know. It's, I don't know. What do you guys think about? It's just kind of they just keep think, him in shadow and it's a little. You could tell it's not really mocap. It's just CG because they didn't need it. Yeah, right? I'm assuming they were he still looks, probably working on what they were going to do with him. But he looks more like that cartoon version of yeah. him from the Hobbit mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, he doesn't look as like I don't say human, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Not yeah. as more, looks like a, it looks like a video game cutscene rather than something's there. Yeah, but it's a cool shot, like him just like kind of coming into the light for yeah. a second, and then yeah, that little like snarling he does. Like I feel like they get away with it because they don't show him really. They show him floating on a log, and then they show him sitting behind them with little beaky eyes. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't like George Lucas it and like Richard. <laughs> oh God! Oh, don't even say that. <laughs> you get oh my God. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, all the horror, <laughs> horrible things I could think of. No, Gollum's holding a walkie-talkie instead of a shotgun now. So, you know. <laughs> what? When is he holding a shotgun? Nothing. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's E.T. E. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we did the you shall not pass, and they, they pass. Um, and he also tells them to fly, you fools, because... He's telling them to get on the eagles, and they're not exactly. listening. But... Actually, lo- exactly. I love that theory. <laughs> oh, those eagles. Um, so they get out of there. They they cry. They they cry. It's sad. Um, they've lost their best friend, their best wizard friend. Um, Barmir's like, give them a moment, man. Aragorn's yeah, we can. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm bored. Can we get off, please? Uh, and then they go to my least favorite part of the movie, which has always been the elves in the forest. Um, in an extended edition, we get even more of this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like my worst nightmare. Um, like Thomas was saying, that lady's terrible. She's just yeah. like, <laughs> um, and. She, but she does give them gifts, like Santa and Arnia, so I guess maybe she's <laughs> yeah. the Santa of Middle Earth. How um, dare you bring C.S. Lewis into this? <laughs> that is one of my le- friends. One of my actual, because you guys know I think these movies are like close to perfect in my opinion, but like that is one of the scenes I've never liked is her. Mm-hmm. is the sw- It's mainly just the switch from like live action to CG. If they kept it more CG, but it hits that weird CG and I felt so weird. I'm like, that just doesn't. It's such a weird yeah. transition. Like this all feels it took me out of it so much. Even watching as a kid, I've never liked that scene very much. Yeah. Are you talking wait, are you talking about when she changes? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you would have a yeah, queen. It, it's mainly her voice that I hate. It's that cheesy, like deeper oh god. Yeah, I feel I like they could have that scene could have been done a little differently, but Yeah. Definitely. I do like the uh, extended conversation that Boromir and Aragorn have whenever they they get like a little more because yeah, like Barmir struggles so much because you know he's mm-hmm. being looked into and being revealed like 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 he's always k- keeping everything down inside of himself and he like they know everything and is revealing everything about him. He's like I can't take this. Like they can't know I'm like I'm not yeah. the man that I present myself as and stuff. Like I'm not a <laughs> coward. I'm, much... a, I'm I'm an honorable man. And they're like no no, no you're you're weak. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty much telling him, you're the weakest link. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you're the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it just slows down the movie so much. After yeah. you have this like awesome more the mind part is just so awesome, and then the next part's really awesome too. You just get sandwiched with this really boring meat. Although you do have <laughs> the actor that played Dark and Raw in the Sword of Truth series as a, I never know the elf's name that helps them at he Helm's the, Deep. He's the oh, yeah. the guy elf, not the oh, not the leader, yeah. but the, the warrior yeah. elf kind of guy. Oh the main Oh. No, 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 no. The the captain of the guard. Of, yeah. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he the, like, doesn't want to let them into the forest when they first yeah. get there. This is like a sort of truth, like, reunion in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the like main actor, elf though. guy, though, that's with Galadriel, I hate the way he talks. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he's he's like uh, I cannot <laughs> see him from afar. I, yeah. Uh, where tell me where is Gandalf? <laughs> God, I hate it. <laughs> if this was me, if it, I was in like this like situation, I'm like, this is why we hate you. This is why we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck up pretentious prick. <laughs> Just talk normally. I'm gonna have nightmares every night. We fought a Balrog. <laughs> we'll get to the whitest kids you know later. <laughs> so they get on a boat to go down the river 
we get that awesome shot of the two kings like yeah, sticking go their now. hands out. I love that uh, scene so much. Sorry. <laughs> What scene? And, I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. Argonath, the two, the two kings standing with their hands up, with the river splits. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, the you mean Naruto with uh, Madara? And... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Jared blacked out. Are we talking about anime now? Okay. That, that scene's always kind of strange because it's so sinister because it looks like the statue staring at them, and but it's just a bird's nest in the eye. I'm like. Why did we have to make it seem so ominous? It's just some birds. I've never felt <laughs> ominous there ever. The mu- Are you kidding me? The music is like it's very grand. And like the it, they show the statue, and it looks like it's looking down at them. Anyway, it's very <laughs> okay. ominous. I feel like Alex has a singular, <laughs> unique taste take on that scene. Yeah, that's the hot take, I guess. Of this scene. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like in the boats, like like in awe, and Alex is just freaking out in the back, like. No, Alex. I, I can't Al- believe you guys don't think that 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 was clearly no. meant to be yeah, ominous. I agree no. that the music's a little ominous, awesome. but it, it is it's awesome. Cool. It's it is like awesome. the grand scale of the world. But it, it always felt like the world's against them too, because even these statues are staring them down. <laughs> <laughs> that is the weirdest take I've ever heard. I can't believe you guys don't agree with me. Okay, Alex is like the world is terrifying. Never going outside the Shire again. I hate big no. men with big feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're wearing sandals. What's that about? Oh, so weird. Oh, I, I, like I don't know. They're Roman. It was ancient times. Probably just like they're uh. Like royal garb, not like a fighting garb. Mm. It's their house slippers, Thomas. Let them let them be their house slippers. The chocolates. All right. Cool. <laughs> As they stare at the, evilly at the neighbors passing by. <laughs> As they wish harm upon the land in Alex's eyes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We almost done with this movie. <laughs> oh, so we get like, the fellowship's pretty much breaking up when they get to shore. The orakai who have come out of the goblin birthing pits. Um, I'm being bored. <laughs> uh, these are the special Isengard version of uh, orcs. So um, they they attack them. Uh, we get the awesome Boromir last stand scene that I love. Um, that will be mentioned later. Um, and yeah, it, that's pretty much it. They take the youngling, or the, not the younglings. They take the little <laughs> ones. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> uh, Aragorn makes the decision to let Frodo go by himself because they're like Frodo can't take it no more. He can't just have all these big men around him anymore. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he's intimidated. <laughs> he thinks they're so <laughs> ominous, staring at them with birds in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> the loyal Sam. He's not going to let Frodo go. He's going to jump in the river after him, even though he oh. can't swim. So we, we mentioned Austin, as we, we, we mentioned as we started about how that, you know, there are some scenes that I hate. and I've always hated the scene. This really? scene. This scene. Well, OK, I shouldn't say that. I like the idea of the scene. Obviously, like Sam's proving that he's like, no, you're not leaving without me. And that's great. But the whole like overdramatized drowning in like four feet water. Like I'm like. You could drown oh, in water. I hate it. I hate. I hate how. The, yeah, you have to have Frodo like dramatic reaching down. You don't know that water. structure of that pond. It could have been like poof and straight. Well, down. it is it's a deeper. river. It is like a river or whatever, and and it goes deeper. But you know, Frodo, all he has to do, or, or, sorry, Sam, all he has to do is turn around, walk back up. Like, 
But oh god, I I, he, I don't like that scene. He didn't want Frodo to get away. Happen. Weird stuff happens in the water because remember at the beginning when the king's in the water, he's kind of like. And then when uh, in Return of the King, where Smeagol's friend is also in the water, and he's like, yeah. "This yeah. is weird stuff happens in these rivers, man." <laughs> well, and, and, and they they had they had a sign to not put this the scene in the movie because when filming it, Sean Astin stepped on some glass yeah. on on that shore, and it was like a big thing of glass and went, went through, through his, his foot. foot. And they had to they had to oh. helicopter him out to the hospital, and that was hey. a sign. They're like, "You shouldn't put the scene like this. Just have him swim out to the boat." And be like, man, that was exhausting, but I'm going with you. <laughs> man, that was ooh, I'm tired. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have had that impact of him pulling him in and be like, all right, you're willing to die for this, but it's still it's still it's a cinematic demonstration up. of his of his uh It's still lame though. It's still lame. I don't agree. It's a little lame. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our fellowship is breaking up here. Um <laughs> <laughs> between Frodo. that and Alex's handmen <laughs> giants. <laughs> Okay, so the movie ends on a pretty like like Alex was saying, it just kind of ends. It's just like Perhaps. we're walking to Mordor, <laughs> yeah. And I guess you weren't expecting a sequel, Alex. Is that what you were saying? Uh, it, not not until that scene. I was like, wait, what? And then yeah, because I remember thinking like this movie's already been going a long time. How are they going to get all the way to Mordor? And anyway, but then uh, you <laughs> know, I was probably again? like yeah, I was like ten probably when I saw this. And uh, anyway, and then and then my dad was like, oh yeah, there's more. I was like, well, where are they? <laughs> what do we see the next one? You got to wait, Sunny Tim. Alex was an impatient 10 year old. I was. I do like the line of our, our saying, um, let's go hunt some el- orcs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, we've got to mention how Gimli's like all in love with um, the elf lady. Oh, Galadriel. Galadriel. I asked for a strand of her hair. She gave me three. <laughs> Another thing I never noticed till I think this past year watching it is that um, Aragorn, whenever Baromir dies, which is one of the greatest, like you said, Joseph, one of the greatest scenes I think ever. And then whenever uh, after you see Aragorn, he's he's always tightening his his gear whenever they get ready to leave, and he has on his his um what are things called form pauldrons, huh? Outlet pauldrons, <laughs> kind of like anyway, but it's like wrist guards, whatever pauldrons. Aldrin's. But anyway, he has bar he has Baromir's on. He took Baromir's, and I never uh, noticed, I never noticed that. that. I never noticed that. I, n- I never, I noticed, never that. noticed that either. They have the White Tree of Gondor on there. Yeah, I just kind of thought, oh, you know, he's King of Gondor. It's fine. <laughs> but, but I was like, oh, it doesn't oh. want that. <laughs> <laughs> also, that oh. Hmm. oh, I think I just changed my mind on one of my favorite scenes. I'll bring it up at the end. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, last words on Fellowship. Love my it. favorite one. Oh, I was going to ask you too. I knew that. I thought that was your favorite one. I I, th- I really struggle between this and Return of the King. I can't choose. Um, maybe I'll choose by the end of this podcast. It's a yeah. It's such a very hard because like like this one is so well done. It's so amazing, and you love like learning about everything, all the events that happen. But then it's like three is so epic and has so many payoffs and everything. But it's also nothing without one or two. And then two was my favorite when I was a kid. I don't know. It's such a complicated thing. I I think this one's pacing is the best. Yeah, I, I feel like there are just so many moments where I'm like, yes, Moria. Yes, uh, you know, like... Yes, like giant statues up. that stare at me. Yes, giant creepy statues. <laughs> yes. Um, this one's like more more of an adventure, too. Yeah. Like the yeah. next one, the other ones are more of a war kind of movies. Ba- yeah. They're based on battles yeah. and stuff, but this one's more of an adventure. I think um, the variety of this movie helps. 
where it's like yeah. they go to so many places. Different. They don't stick around some places too long usually, except the elf place. And then, uh, <laughs> anyway. Although we did, we did okay. mention Sam's song that he sang at the elf place. Did you like Sam's song? Oh, I forgot about the, yeah, Sam's. <laughs> His little rhyme. Oh, oh yeah. about the yeah. fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they kind of have a funeral for Gandalf. Yeah, and... singing laments to him and then. I was like, that doesn't do it. <laughs> like, do they know it's about his fireworks st- and the little things he does? <laughs> it's very the whole sweet, like though. song about Gandalf. It's like, oh, yeah, thinking about Gandalf. What are they saying? I can't tell you. <laughs> I haven't the heart to I'm tell like... you, Thomas. I haven't the heart. Shut up, Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, just like, all right, you know, I was just curious, but whatever. <laughs> They're just mocking him in the song. Like, you don't want to know, guys. <laughs> So moving on to my personal favorite is the two towers. Um, oh, I thought you were raising hand. No, I said two. Two. Um, and I. So two towers. Oh, where am I? <laughs> Sorry. How does this one start? I already forgot. Um, oh, oh, this one. This starts one the has. Best. Yeah. This is yes. the best opening this is in the, the best whole opening. series. Yes, I, I can't remember it. Go it's, ahead, Alex. It's it's when okay. So you got you got you know it's it's showing some awesome epic scenery of these like snowy mountains, and then it's like oh oh what's that what's that you oh, hear a yeah, voice okay. it's on the, on the <laughs> air a voice a voice that grows a voice that is chanting at a Balrog and, <laughs> and then chanting kind of and uh it sounds like chanting in the mountains anyway and then. And it's just like it's it's such a it's such like a slow and steady ramp up into back into the action and brings you back to where into the series, but not where you thought you would be. And it you know and it goes through the mountain and then it's all all back where it started. And then and instead of going with the fellowship, you go with Gandalf down into mm-hmm. the depths and you fight him. Or uh, he, oh my gosh, that that whole scene is awesome. That scene yeah. looks amazing. Where he's like mm. falling and he like grabs the sword on the way down and is like, bah! It's just seeing this old guy wail on this demon falling through the air is <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's it. It's the best opening of all the movies. It's so good. I, I agree. I like that opening. Um, so I'm just going to go real fast through the extended stuff. So if you guys want to talk about anything, just stop me, all right? So okay. we do, as we learned in the first movie, um, Sam got a gift from Santa Elf. And that gift was a magic string. And we get to see him use this magic string once. And it's in the extended <laughs> part. And hey, he uses was, it twice. Does he use it again? He ties up Gimli with it. Or Gimli. Gollum with it. A Gollum? Yeah, okay. That's why, that's why it's burning him. Because yeah, he's elf it's elven rope. rope so. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so we get to see Sam's gift. Um... And then we get some scenes where Merry and uh, Pippin are being taken away by the orcs. And Merry, for some reason, is playing dead. Pippin's, like, freaking out. Like, what's wrong with him? You gotta save him. So they give him some medicine. It's just this nasty orc drink. Um, and, yeah, that that saves him. He's just playing. He's like, Pippin, I was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's more of, like, Merry trying to call him Pippin because he's always trying to take care of Pippin and Pippin's freaking out and he's like no no I'm okay I'm just playing whatever like he's actually really struggling but he's like oh, okay. I feel like he's actually just trying to ease Pippin's mind rather than any more than anything sorry wait, wait what scene are we talking about whenever they're on the backs of the orcs and they're running and that orc is like um you smell something he's like 
Right. Um, like, maybe they're they're on a trail whenever they run off and it shows yeah. Harry and Pippin and they're yeah. doing this on the back. I do think Michael's right on that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he spits out the the leaf so they can track him. Oh yeah. Um, and then it, what I like about the extended editions is we get a little more variety of the orc. So yeah. um, in this one, you get an orc foreman. So he looks like he ha- he's walking around with a wedgie and like he could play Super Mario <laughs> or something. <laughs> He's <laughs> so basically telling them, uh, Saruman, I can't remember what they're talking about, but like they're trying, they're breaking down trees and they're stopping the river because the river's overflowing, so they got to dam that up. And they're just, this is the war machine that's come to the Middle Earth. Um, <laughs> Michael, real quick, is your still recording? Mine did stop, I just noticed. Yes, it is. Sure. Okay, I, I restarted mine, but anyway, continue, please. Okay. So, uh, majority of this movie takes place in the land of Rohan, which are the horse lords, um, and we get we get to see that um, the uh, Solomon like lets loose these wild men. I don't; they look like cavemen or something like that. So these cavemen like attack of this little Rohan village, and this kid, the um, the mom hits the kids on the horse, but the the little girl's like shaming the kid. He's like, you can't. <laughs> You can't ride. He can't ride that horse. It's too big for him. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh for some reason. That's <laughs> my brother sucks. <laughs> and it's like she could have fit on the horse with the two. I like, know. There's no I reason know. she needed. And how did she live? That's my question. Yeah. Because <laughs> she comes back later on, like you should be dead, lady. She seduced the orcs. Oh. And slept her way dark, through their camp. <laughs> dark backstory. Oh, oh my god. Jesus, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> <is> terrible. <laughs> um, and also this movie, we get to see uh, uh, the king's son. Um, I'm trying to think of the king of Rohan. Theoden. Theoden. Yeah. Theoden. So we get to see his son. Um, he's like fighting some orcs and he gets... He gets struck down, and they, like, they find him, and it's, hey, it's the king's son, and they take him back to Rohan, or not Rohan, but the, the city where they live. I don't remember what the city's called. Um, Eolindus? Uh, something. I don't know. Um, so we get to see that, the more of that. Uh, I, I made a note about maggoty bread for something. It's <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out that note though, but I think it's because like when I, w- I always thought about it, like they're complaining that the bread has maggots in it, but I I think they would like that. I'm just think so. I think they're just yeah I think they're just complaining that they don't have meat to yeah. go with the bread. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't want bread anymore. <laughs> yeah, so that was my realization of this this time <laughs> watching. <laughs> um. Sam in a hole. Do you remember when Sam is in a hole? I don't remember this. Sam is in a hole? That's what I have written. <laughs> I think it's the part when Sam like slides down the rock slide. Um, oh, the oh, most confusing cloak? scene that ever. That is a very confusing scene. I do not because they finally what they, they were finally thinking. get to the black gates because you know they mm-hmm. run they run into Smeagol. Smeagol like climbs on the little thing, sees him while they're sleeping, but they know they're not really sleeping because they know he's around. So they trick him into basically going with them, and then they have a very confusing conversation of, hey, I'll be your friend, not really, but yes, really, but not really, and then I'll lead you to the Black Gate. And then uh, they get to the Black Gate, and then they are on the cliff watching an army of, I forget what they're called. What are the, what are the what wild people called? I forget. Anyway. Easterlings. Um, Easterlings. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they have a name. I can't remember what it is. But um, 
Anyway, so the gate actually opens up when they get there, and Sam's like trying to see a way down, and then he slides on a rock, and then it yeah proceeds into the most confusing. To this day, it's so confusing because they're when it kind of pans out in two different scenes, it shows them in like a divot. Because like mm-hmm. th- this whole army's walking to the gate, which is probably I don't know fifty yards away, or the the army, not the gate, and uh. And then two of them notice like the rocks from whenever Sam fell down this mountain that they should easily be able to see. Unless these people are like legally blind. I'm not sure. They might be like a part of the thing. Of they stuff have, on. Their genetics yeah. are just really bad. So they're blind people. All they, all they do is shoot bows and arrows. So I doubt that's the case. But uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. And so they pull their little elven cloaks that they got from. Um, yeah, from the elves. From, Did they get from Gladriel or from Rivendell? Yeah, because he's like. Oh, Rivendell. No, 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 because I thought when they were packing up the boats, she says, like, uh, hopefully these hide you from your enemies uh, I feel like, or I feel like, uh, I can't remember. Like but anyway, but yeah. <laughs> so, and she gave him the cloaks, the, the leaves, and the knives. Yeah, the pendants, yeah. yeah so, but uh, it's, it's so confusing, because he's stuck in the, in the, in the rubble. Yeah, in the ground. In <laughs> the gravel, and Furrow's <laughs> digging him out, and there's apparently a boulder in front of them, but then they are a boulder, and then it's, the scene changes, and there's no boulder, and they're literally, like, th- these people turn around and walk, like, just a few paces back to their little line. It's like, that is the most confusing scene, I think, in cinematic history. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, no matter how many times I've watched it and tried to try to think of it at different angles and where they could be, it, yeah. I'm like, they should have seen them. They should have seen them. Because <laughs> it also kind of looks like they might have gone, because the, the hill kind of curves, and it's like they might have gone down this side where the line was going this way, and so the thing went up in the camera. I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> It's like uh, you just have a chalkboard, just trying to figure out this. It's only like red thread of how where they're placed. <laughs> I don't know. So we get some discussion um, that's in the theatrical and about how the water has made the trees grow and then they can talk and stuff like that. So on this one, we actually get to see the water, and Pippin is taking a little sampling of this water. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary comes up to us like, what, what's wrong with you? Why are you taller than me? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty funny. It's pretty funny stuff. Um, and of course, Mary tries to steal water too and starts drinking. And he's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I think in the books, it, they, they go down as like the tallest hobbits in history because of that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It's funny. Um... Watchers of Fangorn. We get we get some stuff with Theoden. Apparently, um, Jack White of the White Stripes has taken over Rohan um, <laughs> <laughs> and made Theoden. Theoden's pretty much possessed by um, Solomon and um, Saruman. <laughs> Solomon. Um, Saruman, not Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> what? You're saying Solomon? I know, I just can't. It's Scarumon. <laughs> so, I think we get some more Theoden stuff, which I can't remember. Um, we do get the funeral for, like, the king's son, and uh, yeah. what's her name? Erwin, she sings this song for him. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I can see why they took it out just for, like, time constraints, but yeah. it's one of those scenes that probably could have stayed in. Yeah. And we get a we get a little bit talking about the flowers on the graves and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the backstory uh, that they give there. Yeah, we get Aragorn's horse skills where he like tames this crazy horse that's kind of breaking through the stalls and stuff like that, and he yeah. like talks to it. And 
impresses that girl because he knew, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. And we get some talk about Aragorn's ring. Uh, I think aren't they like looking up what his ring means? Like, um, I think Martin goes back and he's like, he's got this weird serpent ring, and they have to they have to like look it up in a book about what it means. Yeah, because he like has that. A, yeah. The ring of his ancestors, or whatever, has the their symbol, whatever on it, so they know who he is, because that's how they find out that the descendant of him is there. But uh, yeah, but that's like after you know they had the whole scene where Gandalf comes in and cures their removes Saruman from Theoden, and then mm-hmm. Wormtongue gets kicked out. And I've always I've always been kind of slightly Ugh, that that seems weird and good because like I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. I lost my train of thought of what I was doing with that whole scene with that, but I don't know. Cures, cures Theoden? Like, no, 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 no. I love that scene. That scene's incredible. Okay. That scene's cool, yeah. But the, yeah, but the yeah. scene where um, Wormtongue, like, I think I think as a kid, I always wanted him to, like, do something about it, because I'm like, why are you letting It's one of those things where you get so frustrated by him letting him go, because, like, oh, enough, has been, enough blood has been spilt on his account, whatever, and they let him go. It's like, it's just one of those extremely frustrating scenes, but it's also, like, I don't know. It's a very interesting point. I don't know. Ignore me. Um... <laughs> uh... We get a speech from Faramir. Um, I forget what the speech was about. What is he talking about? Speech from Faramir. Yeah. Is this like one of the deleted scenes? Yeah, this is definitely a deleted scene. He's like, I think he's talking. I just don't remember. Are are you talking about Boromir and Faramir? No, just Faramir alone. You're talking Um, about like. After Sam and Frodo get captured by him, and he's talking yeah, about their history. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We're skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah we are. We're going fast through this, but <laughs> that's okay. Because um, we'll come back when we talk about our favorite scenes and stuff. True. Like that. Um, old soup. Who's eating old soup? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Aragorn's eating our yeah. soup. Yeah, and it oh, looks terrible. It looks like <laughs> it looks like stuff you get in jail. Um. It looked like bleach water. Yeah, yeah like I said, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of the humor gets cut out, especially of the two towers. Yeah, the two yeah. towers theatrical and super dark, and it's because they removed a lot of the humor. And this is like one of the scenes that I thought was really funny. Yeah, they even just removed like, like how because that's where the, she yeah. talks about how old he is too. Yeah, yeah, I have that down too, and he's like eighty or eighties yeah. in his eighties. Then we get this scene, and this is my problems. These B- Boromir flashback scenes are terrible. What? Whoa! So, they Whoa. are so bad. Really? Especially in Return of the King. We'll get to that one. But this one, we have Boromir sa- saving Asgiliath. Asgiliath, you Philistine. <laughs> so he's saving the city, and he's acting like a bad A, and it's just, these scenes just don't work for me at all. I mean, I'm so happy they cut Sean Bean out of these two movies. Go ahead, Jerry. It oh did make me like God. Boromir less. Like, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved Boromir. Like, I was a, like, I'm a huge Boromir fan. Until these scenes, I was like, oh, I don't really like who he is. Like, yeah. What? Hold on. Hold I'm the. So hold confused. the phone. Hold the phone. Are we talking about the one? Where uh, Denethor, their dad, like comes yeah. up and like is yelling at Faramir and saying that Barmer is great. Yeah. This okay. Spoilers ahead. Just just because of the obnoxious opinions you have right right now. <laughs> where it's like this is one of my this is one of my top five scenes in all really? of the extended because wow. this is one of the, and and it probably isn't one of my top five, but it's just the fact that it isn't in the theatrical 
And the fact right. that it's in the extended, it just adds so much more context there to like are. to their relationship with their dad. And like I think you it, can get that just no hold on, hold on. You can get that with the dad, yes. But I think it adds way more context to Faramir and Boromir's relationship because you don't know really anything about the relationship in the theatrical. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this one, it shows that Boromir's like kind of on Faramir's side. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Dad, like you've got to give him a break and give him a chance. Like he's he's an honorable son. You know, you know, I'm your favorite. I understand that, but like you got to give him a, a shot, kind of thing. And that's why I'm like, why didn't they include this? Like that scene, I love that scene. Anyway, I you guys are crazy. No, <laughs> he I, does. I hold on, he does say, "Oh, Dad, you're hard on him," but that's it. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." And then Boromir's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." He it's doesn't really fair. like stick up for it. Out of, totally he out of points his way. it out, but he doesn't really like, yeah. "Dad, don't do that." He's just that's, like, oh, "Okay, sure, sure, that's fair." I think it just lessens like the whole dynamic. Like in the theatrical cuts, you just read into it. You see that Fermier never lives up. Um, to Boromir's shadow, and I, yeah, I just I like that better. The yeah, way they present like, it, like the it. screw up, and like yeah, he's trying to do he's his not, own thing. But he's not really a screw up. He's he's just well, he's not Boromir. Boromir. Yeah. That's he's what I mean. not like a warrior. Like yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like uh, there's a uh, Jordan Peterson talks about how he knew this guy that was talking about how that he you know he he had been really successful. He had like all these businesses and was very like, you know, made a lot of money and stuff, but he always felt like he never lived up because his roommate in college was so successful. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and it's like, well, who was your roommate in college? And he's like, Elon Musk. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it, Boromir, it's like, Faramir is like, he's done a lot of good stuff, but he's just not, his brother's Elon Musk. So it's like probably that type of situation. <laughs> I, I, I love the scene where he like, in the Return of the King, where he goes, like, uh, think better of me if I return from, like, the suicide mission. Yeah. And I think that scene is, like, super sad. And I, yeah. I think this, for some reason, this scene just, like, cheapens it a little more. I don't know why. I think I just like it just what because it does. Because Baromir, I like Baromir a lot, but he's kind of, in the theatrical, he's kind of just a, a douchebag until, mm -hmm. he, until he has that stand against the orcs. And, yeah. and in this, it kind of shows, like, he is... He, you know, he's a good guy that was just unfortunately twisted by the ring. That's that's why I like this scene because it shows that relationship with the brothers, and because you know nobody likes Denethor, except for you know the performance is great, but nobody likes. Yeah. The character Someone had to have liked him. I mean, where did Barmir and Faramir come from? Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. he's a man of power. He could have. Yeah, he could have taken whatever woman he wanted. Too much into the yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, we spent a this, lot on this. Thing. This set, this recent viewing, I have liked for Faramir more. Like, yeah, like, before he's like a weirdo. Like, I still <laughs> think he's a weirdo, but I like him now. Yeah, <laughs> when I when I first saw it, he was like one of my least favorite characters, and then yeah. and then now I'm like, he, man, Faramir's awesome. He just gives those weird looks to Frodo. Like, <laughs> is that your friend down there? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get into more weirdness with him later. Um, <laughs> So we get Helm's Deep, which in my opinion is the best battle in all these movies. Um, it's just like, it's dark, it's raining, you get these heroic acts on both sides, yeah. we should mention. <laughs> are we talking about Helm's Deep yet, or are you just going through? Yeah, yeah, I'm going into Helm's Deep, so if you okay. want to stop. <laughs> there is the greatest hero of the whole series in this scene. 
I don't know what he is. He an orc? Yeah, yeah, he's an orc. I think he's an orc. They all are. Yeah, he just whoever he is, he is a hero. He holds that (laughs) torch with absolute like. He takes a shot too. Yeah. And then you know, he just jumps were... in that hole and he blows the whole wall up. I love that guy. Oh, can we talk <laughs> about that jump too? Because it's not like a, you know, just like no. a fall. It's like a. It's ah! a leap, man. <laughs> <laughs> even if, even if there wasn't a bomb, he would have died from head impact. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they would have built a statue to this guy if they would have won the war. You know. <laughs> I think that they still built the statue. Like the the good guys built the statue. Yeah, yeah. just put it up. That guy did it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration nope. to us all. This guy breached the walls of Helmstein. <laughs> <laughs> he he had caused a lot of trouble for us, but we really admired that act of heroism. Yeah. It's so oh, much conviction. Man. I haven't seen any other conviction like that in that series. He's just <laughs> so committed to his cause. Cause. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, any other stuff about Helmsteep? We can get that kind of goofy Legolas surfing down the steps. Oh, I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna make a joke that that was one of my top five favorite scenes. When it's a joke because everyone gets so stupid, no one likes that. It's fun. I don't mind. I like when he kicks it into the dude's throat. It's fun. I also like the scene between Legolas and uh, Aragorn. I almost said Aragon. Oh, when they fight, yeah, yeah. Well, because it's it's. This whole thing about yeah. Ar- Aragorn being exiled from like the rest of the humans is that he was raised among the elves, and and some of that prejudice I think like kind of influences how he views other humans, and then when he's actually amongst them, he realizes that he needs to be, you know, he's he's getting to it that he's going to be the king, and because he's like when Legolas asks like what well, we're just gonna die. It's like then I'll die with them, you know. Yeah. Like that's that's who I am. I, I'm I'm a human. That so, almost made my top five. I, yeah. I do like that scene. It's a great scene, and plus I like also like when Gimli puts on the chainmail. It's way too big. Like wow. Well, and then I do like the scene where he tosses Gimli. Yeah. Because it's a payoff on the first one. Yeah, where he yeah. on that scene I don't really like where he says no one tosses a dwarf. <laughs> Yeah. Is it later? Also, or... like when Gimli's like on top of like the battlements, thirty-two, yeah, thirty-three, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Um, and then on the uh, extended cut, we get this weird scene where the orc, uh, the orcai are running away, and all of a sudden the happening breaks out, and the horse <laughs> kills all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Did we that's, talk? About... No, that's in the original, isn't it? No. No. It's not? Oh. No, they just like leave. It's in yeah. the book, but it's not in the original movie. Yeah. Did we talk about the ants losing their women? Oh, about uh, that. Thanks for bringing that up. That's funny. <laughs> I like his. Oh, they died? No, we just oh. can't find them. Can't find them. <laughs> They're the most useless creatures, man. <laughs> um, I'm still upset that a cat right did here. not show up to the final battle. Yeah. Is that a what? Where's that's the, the representation, man? That's the that southwest. It... That's the southwest. I mean, you coming out, whatever. Where, where is the cactus and the palm trees in this final <laughs> march of the ends, man? I thought, you, I thought you said cat. I was like, what cat are yeah, we I talking about? <laughs> but before we move on from Helm Steep, I do have to say something that we should have said from the beginning of this movie. It had that Theoden 
is the worst king <laughs> that has ever existed. Like he wow, is ever. awful. He's so <laughs> stupid. And I get that, you know, he's trying to do the right thing, but he's so self-absorbed in my mind where it's like, he, he lets his emotions totally control everything. Where like, you know, he's just, he's so dramatic. He's standing up on like the top part of Helm's Deep and like, everyone's like, yeah, we should like, you know, go back inside or whatever. And he's like, he's like, this is how it ends or whatever. And like, everyone's like oh, yeah. dying and he's so dramatic and he has his speeches and like, <laughs> he's just, he constantly makes the worst decisions for his people constantly. And anyway. He's. Like I, love, he, I love the character and I love the acting, but he's just the mm -hmm. worst king. I like how in Helm's Deep he's like, "Get to the gate!" So they run to the gate, and then he gets like stabbed, and they're like, "Get him out!" Oh yeah, and that whole thing would have been started off if they hadn't give like a geriatric old man a bow and arrow. By the way, <laughs> oh yeah, the whole <laughs> thing. <hard>. Oh crap! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I say he did the right thing. He took out it's one. That one orc was so committed because he saw the scum of humans. <laughs> that was like, my buddy. <laughs> oh, I just like all the orc are just like, how dare you? I know, like, what? what, not what? Does cool, someone have to, bro? Not cool. Does someone have to ring the bell of war like, like a boxing oh, match? Like, we have to talk about oh, that. Yeah, the horn. The horn. Oh my horn. god! I, oh, I, I love the horn. horn. I love horns a lot, and. and, and <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of the coolest sounds of all time, man. When he's like, and whenever Gimli's so excited, he's like, yes. And he runs up and he's like, just like, I mean, it is the, one of the coolest noises. And then he go charge into like a, the line of gross guys, man. I love it. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, I love so, it. Just so you know, for, for all of our followers and our Patreon that I'm going to do at some point in this, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna be making T-shirts saying that's good stuff and I love horns. I love horns, man. <laughs> it's gonna be one of it's gonna be one of our rewards for our what? our hundred dollar and up subscribers. <laughs> Jesus, hundred dollars. Jesus. Hey, man. Don't, I love horns. Don't we all have horns. phrases at this point? What are all our phrases? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we that's have, good stuff is Jared's. We have and a few. Yeah, Michaels was like, it could have been a good movie or something. Could have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's and a good movie in horns. there. It, it should, the shirt should be, it could have been a good movie if it had horns. If it had horns. <laughs> More horns. I want, I, want, I want one of those at my house. Like, like the you, big one? You have to ring. That's not a doorbell. It's just going to go. Ooh. It's like, well, someone's here. Gross. Michael's home. It's, but yeah, it's very, <laughs> that's not very hygienic. Michael. And we'll get we'll get little caps. You can swap it out. It's fine. Uh, so to finish up two towers, we do get a little extended thing about um, the final count that Legolas and Gimli have, which I thought was really funny too. Yeah. Um, and then we get some stuff about where they show where they got like the salted pork and the weed uh, that they <laughs> <laughs> intake yeah. on the Return of the King. Um, and then yeah. so this one. This one ends. I I really love the song at the end of this one. Yeah. I think it's like the one of the best songs in the trilogy. So I think all of the know. ending songs got awards. Like basically every single yeah. one. <laughs> uh, so Return of the King, and this one has Part, like oh, I'm so go sorry. ahead. Real quick, I do have to feel like we talked about good visuals, and we have to talk about bad too. Where like okay. they're all on the horses at the end of Two Towers, oh. and it's like their faces have been put on other people. 
like they the actors weren't actually there. They like really? took. I thought a it was lot of their just a few that weren't there. No, 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 no. Some of them are there. Like Gandalf is there. Can't remember who else, but there are definitely some people who were not there, and yeah, their they, faces. They had to transpose not... faces on top of them. Yeah, that, whole, that, whole, that whole scene's pretty not edited. Right. <laughs> anyway, okay. Return of the King. Return of the King, and this one has like the darkest, darkest opening. Um, yeah. So we get to see the um, transformation of Smeagol into Golem. Um, he just, yeah, I, 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 I like the point that. Golem doesn't, or Spiegel didn't actually find the ring. It was another guy who found it. Yeah. Um, and he stole it from him. So Murdered him. <laughs> straight out murdered him for it. So I thought that's kind of a cool touch. Um, we also get some, in the extended stuff, we get Gandalf. He gets to talk to Solomon, um, who's like, Chap, I, was the, I, I don't know. I always felt that he got kind of, kind of short change i i always thought there would be like an epic like rematch between these two between gandalf mm -hmm. and him but like he's stuck up on this castle he's not he's not gonna fight and in an extended edition because like in i think in the book he actually goes to the shire and then the hobbits end up yeah. like taking him out um in this <laughs> one he gets stabbed in the back by um worm tongue like michael was telling us um so, how do you guys feel about that? Do you like that they just like kind of just left him up on that castle in the theatrical, or do you like to see an end from him? I think it's too much in the in the. I, I don't I don't dislike this scene at all. Like I'm fine with it, but I think it is a bit much. It's like all right, like he falls all the way down and like yeah. gets impaled again, <laughs> and then it just slowly turns into the water. Like I'm like okay. <laughs> I would have loved if it was if they took it even further and he's like gets impaled and he's like oh and then he oh, like starts oh, to turn bubbles. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I do have something to say about this part though because like in the original theatrical one you never see Saruman again he's yeah. just like oh yeah, he's just, just up in the tower. tower yeah and then in this one he gets stabbed by Grima and then. Uh, falls or Jack White, or Jack White. <laughs> uh, and gets impaled. And then in the books, there's like this whole other thing about like he conquered the Shire afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I understand why they did it because then they'd have to add like a whole other act to this movie that has like, yeah, very glad movies. they did not do that. Yeah, yeah. very glad. But that's, that's the one part of like Lord of the Ring or sorry, Return of the King I didn't like is that whole conquering of the Shire. I'm like, well, yeah, it was, it was just it was just like, it was too much at the end of it. You're like, OK, the Shire is like our happy place. We need that to be whole. Like, when right. They, you when you come back, back and you're like, oh, we're you know, we're the lords of the Shire. Now we have everything. We took over your house. La, la, la. It's I, I didn't like that. I'm so glad. So glad yeah. Peter Jackson took that out. And then the hobbits kill Grima Wormtongue with bows and arrows, <laughs> which I'm like, I didn't know hobbits had bows and arrows. <laughs> so because that also just be pitchforks and it also takes away like one of my favorite things is them coming back to the shire and like like you know they just had the king of gondor bow to them and then now they're like these people are looking like what are you wearing like what are you doing yeah they don't know. like I, my... I, also, I, I do love that part yeah Sorry, we'll, we'll get to it when it comes to it but just like yeah, the scenes yeah. of them talking about all that and everything going through that is great yeah 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 we'll talk about it um we get a drinking game between golem and Legolas. <laughs> golem <laughs> Golem. Uh, Golem. I always call Gimli Golem. <laughs> Gimli and Legolas, they have a drinking game. And of course, Legolas wins because he's perfect. Um, <laughs> of course he is. <laughs>
Statues of Gundor. Okay, so this is like uh, Frodo and Sam. They're walking and they see these statues and like they were old statues of Gundor. And there's like a head on the ground. And like, hey, look at that. Uh, <laughs> Every time you say it like that, I think you're saying Gundam, and I get really excited. <laughs> Gund- you know, like, see the statues of Gundam, like, Thomas? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> did you see that trailer on Netflix, Thomas? <laughs> Eric Gordon is going to be the Lord of Gundam. <laughs> Wait, uh, is there a trailer yet? <laughs> Yeah, there's a trailer. Um, it's a little teaser trailer, but Mary Sword apparently I'll, Mary Sword. I have to is... leave. I'll be back in like maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mary Sword is apparently dull, and he needs to get it sharpened. Um... <laughs> okay, here's a terrible one. Here's a terrible one. Faramir goes. So, um, Denethor is talking to Faramir. And he's not happy. And all of a sudden, he sees the ghost of Baromir oh. over here, over his shoulder. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever it seen. Looked, I am so... very dumb. <laughs> it looks like a music so... video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could not... I don't know. They could not have think that looked good at any point. I, I hope that got cut really fast. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, Faramir's hand-me-downs, which is, of course... Um, uh, Mary, not Mary Pippin. Is it Pippin? Who's over there with him? Pippin, Pippin right? Pippin. Yeah. So he gets to wear um, Faramir's baby clothes because that's the only thing that will baby clothes. That's the only thing that will fit him. Um, and he, he looks quite dashing. <laughs> He's come up in the world. <laughs> uh, okay. So then we get to the Ewoks. Um, so. <laughs> Aragorn and them are, they're with Rohan, they're getting ready for the battle. The elf comes, Elrod, he comes, and he's like, you gotta go over here, because you're the king. You guys aren't gonna win this battle unless you get a little backup. So, we go go into this cave, and there's ghosts in this cave. We get this extended look of, like, vapors coming up on the floor and stuff, and um... So these are the traitors that they long ago they betrayed Gundor and they so they got cursed and now they can't sleep forever. So um, we also get this cool kind of cool scene where like they laugh at them because uh, Aragorn's like, "Are you gonna help us or not?" And they just kind of laugh and they leave. And then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, like these skulls come out of the wall and start <laughs> falling all over them. But my issue with this movie. Especially the last battle, or not the, it's not the last battle, but it's the battle of, um, uh, what's the, what's the white city called? I can't remember. Gondor, or, uh, Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith, yeah. Minas Tirith, okay. So, my big problem with this, this, these ghosts, these are so, like, Deus Ex Machina. These are so, like, this is like if the rebels showed up at the battle of Endor with their own Death Star. It's just it's so <laughs> terrible. It's like, why? Why do you gotta have this? So, oh, this, that this is like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. This is like Rise of Skywalker, like, showing up with the entire universe to fight Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's unknown ships. It's yeah. it's something that's always bothered me. It's why Return of the King is probably my least favorite of the three movies. But that it, it's it's that in the ending, of course, because the ending takes forever. But um, which one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, those are the two big gripes I have with this movie, and it just kind of lowers it for me. But. I don't think anyone likes the ghosts. Like 
Even literally, this is why I don't even understand it. Even Peter Jackson, that's like one of his least favorite things about the books. Really? Because he said he felt like it was, it was, uh, what, what do you say? Like it was too easy. Like it was, a. Yeah. Uh, can't remember how he worded it, but basically like it was a say, get out of jail card kind of thing. And it's like, why'd you put it in the movies then? Like, I feel like that could have been written out like yeah. pretty easily. I, I don't think you need, I don't think they're key to almost anything. I mean, when I was really young, when I first saw this, I was probably like, what, 12 or 13 or something. And, and I thought it was cool, but that's before I could think. And, um, <laughs> like, and, but was, I don't, I like, don't understand why they put him in, especially if he didn't even like it. So it was a badass level on the video game, though. Yes, yeah, true. Also, don't make your ghosts green because they just look like fart monsters. Like farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look like that pirate guy on SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> going off yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, true. Going off that scene, Joseph. Though, even though, yeah, I, don't, I agree. Like that shouldn't be. He should have worked a way out around it. If, even if Peter Jackson, since he didn't like it, but also like the extended scene of that is one of the worst, in my opinion. I hate, I hate most of that because it, it ends so well in the main movie. Because he's like, yeah. he says, "What say you?" And then it cuts. But then yeah. they add this whole thing before that of Gimli blowing away hands for literally five minutes, and you're like, "Okay, we get it." They're, it's just all it's that. funny like the first two times and then it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, okay. You've, you've drugged this joke okay. out way too hard and then the skulls were just too much and then he ends up coming out of the mountain and doing basically the same thing they said they were doing anyway so mm. i think it was a very well edited scene for the main movie and i feel like they needed to keep that out of the extended as well <laughs> all right so we get into the battle of ministerius um and then we get we uh which does have more stuff in it than the theatrical. We get, and then I had a note about the wolf's head. Okay, so the wolf's head is this giant battering ram. And I always wrong. thought it was a pig. Wrong. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. It does I look like always a pig. thought it was a pig, but this time they called it a wolf's head. So I was like, oh, is that supposed to be a wolf? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had fat the wolves. The body looks like a pig, but the yeah, like kind of a wolf. but Kind of. Um, I think it still has like a piggish nose. Yeah. And then morning shot. I think this is with the pirates. I can't remember. You guys remember them taking a warning shot? Yeah, Gimli like moves Legolas's arrow and it oh, hits yeah. one of the dudes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty much not needed. Um <laughs> Mary gives a speech. Oh yeah, this is when him and Arwen are thinking about going to battle. He wants to fight, and they don't let them. Those guys fight because they're they're a woman and a short guy. So those <laughs> two, they don't get to fight. <laughs> when, when in reality, especially with him, like you know, what's his name? The the nephew of Thaden, um, Aramir, Aramir. Yeah, like he's right. Mary doesn't belong <laughs> on a battlefield. Like, don't let him go. Like, he's yeah. just gonna be a liability. I mean, she, you know. She seems to have had some sort of training. Maybe she could help, but like Mary's useless. <laughs> <laughs> How did we forget to mention Carl Urban in this? Like, oh gosh, Carl Urban. Oh, <laughs> love that man. Is this the character's name? That's Aramir? the guy that I was talking about, Aramir or whatever. Aramir? The, the, the Theoden's the nephew, nephew long hair. He, he yeah. led all the, the writers of Rohan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just didn't know his name. Um, yeah. and then I forgot about the scene. Dang it! Oh, with the let's see. 
the spikes well, there's around. A scene, there was a scene in the in the two towers where they come across the Riders of Rohan, and they're like, oh, "Riders of Rohan, what news from the Rivermark?" And I, I like that scene when they all turn to yeah. like, yeah, "It's so good." What do you want? Witch <laughs> <laughs> King gets a little more stuff in here. Um, he gets to like do more battle. Like he like goes into the city and is like about uh, about to like take on Gandalf, but then um, the ghosts show up, so he has to leave. So that that's cool because the Witch King is cool, like intimidating villain. Um, the Orc General, that guy that talks like Doctor Claw <laughs> from Inspector Gadget, we get we get to see his death in the battle, which is because he kind of just like disappears when you just assume that the pirates like killed him. But yeah. this one, you he gets like double teamed by Aragorn and who else? Uh, probably Legolas. I'm thinking. I was thinking, yeah. Um. And then you get a lot more about the uh, the aftermath of that battle. Like they like they the Rohan guys. They get they like see their king dead, and they like they. Um, you get a lot. You get more of the fight between actually um, Arrowin and the Witch King, and she she has more fighting scenes in that. Like she's being attacked by that orc general guy, and she's like crawling on the ground. I didn't like that. I I like. Because that's on my list, so I'll talk about that one when she fights the Witch King. But the part after that where she's like kind of just crawling on the ground yeah. and the guy's like after her, I didn't like that. So I'm glad rah, that rah, rah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then Aragorn talks to Sauron, which wasn't in the theatrical one. He picks up that um, whatever that magic ball is and like talks to yeah, him. And he, yeah, and he gets to see like... Um, I think he like threatens uh, what's her name Arwen. I think like gets sad and stuff like that. So that's a part. <laughs> um, and then okay, here we go, Jared. You're talking about how Faramir's creepy. These scenes between him and Arwen are terrible. Like the <laughs> they, they, they try to do romantic stuff because this whole movie trilogy hasn't had much romance in it. So they try to like put it in with Faramir, and it just does not work. He like. Hey, he barely meets her, and he's already like googly eyeing yeah. her, and she's just barely got over Aragorn. It's just—it's terrible. Go ahead, Thomas. You're muted. You're muted. Okay. You're muted. <laughs> they still have more chemistry than uh, the the made-up elf in the Hobbit, and what's his face, oh. the dwarf. Oh, I, mean, I always forget about oh, that. Oh yeah, that's true. That's like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm just like, I ever forget about she, that. Is she thirsty for the Hobbit right, or for the the dwarf right now? Because this is weird. Yeah. Still more yeah. chemistry than those two. But it just makes Faramir look super creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and also, like, we didn't even mention this yet, but Eowyn just sucks. Like, God, I, she sucks. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't know. I would disagree with that. I've, what? When I was a kid, I found her a little a little irksome, but I've grown to like her more and more as, like, yeah. I've watched it over and over again. I think that... It's. I think the performance is too dramatic. I don't think I hate the character. I think the performance. She's just so like her expressions. Like whenever, whenever she's like swinging the sword in like the halls of Rohan or whatever, and like and she sort turns around and swings it, and Aragorn like stops it with his blade, and then her, the look on her face is just like like she just saw God. Like it's just like, it's so dramatic. <laughs> anyway. She also I looks about 30 years older than he does, but also younger. I don't know how. I don't know about that. <laughs> she looks older. I think she looks, she looks pretty she looks young. young. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 
Anyway. Um, okay, so this is a new scene. We get Sam and Frodo in the war camp. So, like, in the theatrical, they dress up as orcs, and it's kind of funny, and they kind of walk off. But in this one, they have to, like, march in a line with the orcs. And then you get this weird orc who's, like, he's got this weird so glass eyes. cool. <laughs> it's like, she... <laughs> I so this scene, I hate this scene, this scene is totally useless. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, I it, like but... it just because we get the coolest. Orc that dude in the is whole so thing. cool. Like, the way he like yells like an elephant and chases him down. Like we were like, what the heck is this thing? And when his eyes gets like, I think his eyes get bigger when he sees yeah. them. And it's yeah. Like, oh, he's so cool. But then he just lets it go once he can't I, fight um, him. Like, oh. never mind. <laughs> never mind. Let's let's go to the gate. <laughs> I, I hate what this scene does to the pacing of the ending, though. Because it, it's yeah. it, it takes up so much of this. Like I like the focus just being on, hey, you're going to that mountain. Nothing's like it. It, yeah. it, it changes the tone too much for me for them. Because they've already been captured in the tower. Yeah, it's like we've, we've dealt with like, this. Like why do we need that? Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And then, um, and then this was like one of the first deleted scenes I ever saw because it, it, they always played on the TV version of um, Return of the King. It was just uh, the mouth of Sauron comes uh, out yeah. of the gate. Mm. And he's like this super creepy guy where he's like, Bruce Spence. Yeah, his Bruce teeth are and... awesome. <laughs> oh my god, I love him so much. So that's a I... cool scene because you know you don't get you don't really get someone's like voice during the whole trilogy, but this one you kind of hear like how little he thinks of the humans and stuff yeah. like that. That being said, I, I don't like this scene very much. I think it's no. too much. I think it's like you know he does like the weird like, yeah, with his mouth, and I'm like. It just it's a little over the top for me. I like this scene, but I feel like it does it doesn't do the pacing any favors towards like yeah. that fight. It feels like okay, we, we stumbled a little bit to this fight whenever like apart from them riding up and then the doors open and they back up rather than you never see this head right. dismemberment. And then also his body's not there whenever they ride back in the <laughs> next <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> well but like, they it, just uh, drag it, him behind really fast. It disintegrate. <laughs> yeah. It ruins the pacing, but also like it just seems a little silly to me. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> and like, Hello. whereas like, the, I like the, the mystery of Sauron where it's just like, he never talks. He never does anything. He's just this weird eye for some reason that is kind of useless. But, but like, I don't know. It's, I, I, I think it kind of just, it's very silly to me. Okay. And then we get, um, Sam and Frodo, they they get up Mountain Doom because Sam turns his Rudy on and he carries Frodo up those steps, man. <laughs> turns his Rudy on. Um, the ending for me has always frustrated me. Um, I understand because uh, basically, I know I know what he's trying to say is like Frodo couldn't do it alone. No one could do it alone. That. Because Frodo gets to the edge of the mountain and he's about to throw it into, and he decides, you know, the the power of the ring overcomes him and he's going to keep it. So um, Gimli co- or not Gimli, <laughs> comes and he, he attacks him and they fight and they fight it out. Um, it's just it's frustrating that you don't get like you don't get a heroic moment there, but I see what he's doing too. So it, it's always frustrated me. What do you guys think about that ending? I love that. I remember being in theaters because, again, this is the only one I saw in theaters originally, mm. and blowing my little like twelve year old mind. I was like, <laughs> "They got all the way there, and he's not throwing it in." <laughs> like, I, I love it. Yeah, and it kind of shows the 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 weight 
of yeah. yeah of it on Frodo the entire time where it's like he finally gets there. It's kind of like like an abusive relationship kind of thing where it's like you know you finally get there and and you still go back and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's it's it's just it's such a culmination of like their whole relationship and then they have one more struggle they have to get through. But the, like that that moment whenever like your heart just genuinely sinks, especially seeing it for the first time, like watching all this journey and this you don't know what's going on. Like I I hadn't read the books before the movies. I, my mom didn't make me do it, and uh, <laughs> but and then and then he turns around. And he's like, "The ring is mine." And the way he says it, and, like, look on his yeah. face. It's just, it's it's like you 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 have the feeling that uh, Sean Austin puts on his face, like that kind of just like that dread and like pure like panic almost and he starts looking around he's freaking out he's no idea he was like that's how you feel and they, they do so well conveying that and then it also leads to one of my it's not actually one of my top five moments but i feel like it's it there's so many moments in this that i you guys you asked me to do top five was very cruel joseph by the way but uh but that that moment whenever <laughs> whenever frodo's hanging on he's like don't you let go because i have a very i won't get into it but i have a very long theory of what what i feel like he was conveying with the character of frodo but uh, and 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 that that moment whenever Sam's there, he's still the one holding on. He's still the one keeping Frodo going, even though the ring's gone and everything. But he's like, "Don't let go! Don't you let go!" Like, like uh, it it hits me so hard in that moment, dude. And it's like that payoff there of that is just, ha! Huh! Like, I totally agree. Me. And in the theaters, I thought he was gonna let go. Yeah. Like I was like, I had no clue. I was like, man, the look in Frodo's face is just absolutely like I want to give up. And 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 that's yeah. that's the thing because like. Like they're Frodo full hundred percent. Like that that's that's one of my things is like I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit into what I how I feel about this movie because this movie impacted me a lot probably the twentieth time watching it. Like there there there's <laughs> like I'm not I'm not joking. Like like I, I, I love these movies growing up, but then it hit like this kind of realization I took with the the character of Frodo and how he's kind of like because you know, like Jared Tolkien had a, a really depressing life and he talks about that and like I feel like he conveys a lot of that through Frodo and like I feel like Frodo is 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 kind of the embodiment of life and like the cycle of of just depression and darkness and in this extreme weight on people and and there's a speech at the end that Frodo gives that I can allude to that later but this kind of thing of like it's also like Frodo trying for other people like he's doing all this for other people and he's like he he's he's Sam's a servant to him but Frodo's also like he he's he's sacrificing basically everything like and that that's shown in the end of the movie he's like I like the his last speech is how do you go back after you know basically what's what has happened and that's how the speech begins and and that kind of like like he grabs sam's hand even though he doesn't want to in the slightest like he's done but he does it for sam and i feel like that's such an impact that's not a moment a lot of people are going to get because that's him doing it for sam that's him be like you you've come this far me i can't do this you i can't do this to my friends i have to come back even though i want nothing more than to go with you know Gollum in the ring it's such a powerful moment freaking love it well, I think it's also a little bit of, uh, it's totally that, absolutely. But I also think it's a little bit of like, almost like disbelief in Frodo's eyes, but almost like a, like a little like cheesy, like light in a tunnel being like, is there a possibility of yeah. hope after all of this? And it's like he, it's not just he's doing it for Sam in my opinion, but I think that's most of it. But I think it's like, I think he's like, he's like, can it be almost like, can it be true? Like, can we move on from this or something. And then I, but yeah, yeah, that's what makes it so impactful. I think those are great explanations. Like those are really great. 
But I'm in the mindset of Thomas right here. I would have pushed anyone that <laughs> like tried not to throw that ring in. I would have been like, no, it's going down. <laughs> like I said, I, I would have done that to Ciliador, so Yeah. Um I mean, you can read the endings of the or just the allegory of the ring like so many different ways, like yeah. addiction and sin right, and stuff sin, like yeah. that. So is it so it's just it's a really good allegory if it's, you can read it that many ways, but yeah. Um, so we get probably the most hated thing in all this is the Eagles. And <laughs> they come and they rescue them and they get all the credit and you know, <laughs> freaking Eagles. We, me, Jonah, and I were watching watching it, and when the Eagles come in, I was like, "What if? What if they were just like the little missiles came out of their little wings and just like <laughs> they're like little jet fighters? <laughs> they destroy the tower and that'd be a great mountain. edit." <laughs> <laughs> They're like Eagle One standing by, and then it's like little missiles go. <laughs> you talk about that that it, that actually is like, isn't that a, like a theory about how this is? A, even though I think J.R. Tolkien maybe actually said it isn't about this, but it's a theory about World War Two and how the, yeah. the Eagles are America coming in at the last second, you know, to mm. to uh, help save the war. That. So I th- want to say I heard that Tolkien said no, that's not what it's about, because mm. you know he was alive during all that, so. Yeah, but, yeah. But I don't. I I haven't confirmed any of that, but it's an interesting theory. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. Um, and then my other problem with this movie is the endings, man. We get so many endings. We get I love it. Aragorn yeah. being king. We get him getting married. We get the hobbits going back to Hobbitland. <laughs> we get. <laughs> We get hobbits going away from Hobbitland because they got to go to the boat, and then we get Sam going back to Hobbitland because he's got a family, he's got to write the book, and then the movie finally ends. And it's just like, man, you could have ended it so many times. If we could pick and choose our endings, I would like the whole the scene where he says, "You bow to no man." Yeah. And then it goes to Frodo having issues with like going back. And then the boat, and then it would end. That's the way I'd like it. Hmm. I, I don't like the jumping on the bed. I don't like <laughs> like anything else. <laughs> jumping on the bed. The jumping on the bed is a scene I love, but it's so awkward. It's yeah, so strange. yeah. Uh, have you seen, have uh, you seen the, the cross-eyed like uh, edit that they did? No. For... <laughs> that's, that's upsetting. I'll send, I'll send it to you guys. It's it's freaking hilarious because they're like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> they're like boss side like i think i would have liked if like jared was saying if we got the picker ending i would just like the four hobbits drinking at that table and like looking at each other i think that would have been perfect ending right there just ending right there because <laughs> it's like in the theatrical one or because like in the book we talked about how the shire gets attacked and um they have to fight for it but in the yeah. theatrical movies it's like War never came to the Shire. It's like these yeah. people just kept living their lives and stuff like that. So they, they, they the Hobbits kind of feel out of place because like these guys, they've yeah. been through so much, and how could these people even know how much they went through and stuff like that? So I thought that would be a cool place to end it for me. But yeah, yeah, going back from where we were talking earlier in the podcast about the that point in the ending is whenever that's one of my favorite scenes of that ending point is whenever uh just in comedic and kind of just like world scope thing is they're sitting there and they all have their drinks and they kind of look at each other like they look around they're like this is where we were no one knows anything of anything has happened it's like it's such a perfect little moment and just like like this ignorant little town of just their like yeah. grand scope it just kind of 
boils it all down to this weird simple thing i don't know i love that part <laughs> and they're like they're like oh now we're here and sam's like well I'm gonna go get a lady if we're here, you know. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I fought many things. I fought a giant yeah. spider. I can fight you. I think not that, anymore. Let's, let's not bring up the spider, please. We oh, I will. Overview with. Oh no. But uh, but I think that all all these endings. I think the one that I could do without is the the bed scene. I think that's very silly. I, um, I disagree. I, I it's people have memed it into I, that sure. sense, but it's also like. I can't help but watch that scene and think about the fact that he hasn't seen Gandalf since he fell. He hasn't seen oh, Aragorn I'm since he left that point. Like, when I see that scene, I'm like smiling. I'm not laughing as in like, this is like, funny. I'm like smiling like, yay, like, they get to like, see each other. Trying to convey yeah. that uh, people have made it seem silly, but I've never actually felt it's silly in that in that sense. Like, I don't know. I've always found it just kind of this beautiful, like pure joyous moment in the sense of like, like if you put yourself in any shoes of this sense of like all these people who are so close and went through all that much, like, and you see him, you should be like, oh, hey, how's the weather? It's going. Yeah, but like, with what, even with what you're saying, that doesn't even make sense. Where it's like with Gandalf, Frodo should be like, what the hell? Like, I mean, you're alive? <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of like, I feel like it's just like a moment of joy. And I don't know. I, I, I appreciate it after all of it. I, I understand. But it, like putting yourself into that situation, if we went to war and Michael and Alex started jumping <laughs> on the bed, and I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of my bed. <laughs> I felt very awkward in the movie theater when I first saw that. I was like, oh my, what? We're doing this? <laughs> I was like, what? Again, I was like 12, so I didn't think anything of it. But but I do remember being in the theater and being like, I was the opposite where like, you know, it's the first time I've seen it. I, w I just wanted more. So it was like every time that it would like fade to black or fade to white and come back in, I was like, yes, yes, more, <laughs> give me more, give me more. <laughs> I was very happy about all the endings. Do we want to finish it up on Return of the King? Did you want to talk about the spiders, Alex? I think, I think, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a good, Jared, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I'll, I'll go after you. Um, so, like, this movie came out around the same time as Harry Potter 2, which there's a scene with giant spiders, and in comparison, they're Thomas so Lines. lame. Because, like, Shelob is way more intimidating and way cooler. Um, and visually just awesome still. Like, that, the way that it moves, it, and I don't know, it's great. Um, I think I think the leading up to that scene is really cool where you see you know they're climbing up that uh the path of uh what is it? Uh oh, what is it called? It has a name, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of it right now. Where they're right outside that city of the dead or whatever. And um Yeah. And like I love Minas, that whole Minas Morgoth. Yeah, but that but the path has a name. It's like Kidfungle. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And um uh, and I love that whole betrayal of kind of like of oh. Roto to Sam oh. and like, God, that, that whole that scene awesome. hurts me so much. It, it hurts does, me so man. much, man. Oh, it just it so pains good. me to the soul. And like, uh, and the way that Smeagol's like, you know, messing with things and, and we didn't even touch on like a lot of his visuals and like the, the second and third movie. Like, Crazy. We were watching it not too long, like this year. And it was like, his spine looks like real. Like it looks the way that he's moving. It looks, it doesn't make any sense how he looks <laughs> so good, but um, anyway, but yeah, just leading up into that. And then Frodo's realization of that he betrayed kind of, kind of betrayed Sam and uh, that kind of. it's that, well, I don't know if betrays the right word. He just says, Sam, yeah, he's like, thank you, go. but go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're done. But, uh, 
and uh anyway but but re the realization of Gollum's betrayal and everything and their fight where it seems like Gollum dies which how does he not die I don't understand but um <laughs> I don't know I, I love that whole sequence and um and then they take the body and you and you think Frodo's dead and then he's not dead anyway I don't know if there's anything else to say although I like how that Frodo gets to use the the light of Lethindia or whatever it is and um because in the, like theatrical, the, the theatrical thing, you're like, uh, oh, wait, no, they did. In the theatrical, they There's did. There's a flashback, show. too. Yeah. It's the yeah, only flashback. gift that yeah. they showed. So, anyway, great, great stuff. I do like the part where, like, um, Sam has to rescue Frodo from the um, tower he's yeah. in, and he's like, yeah. you're in the shadow thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. And then they see him, and they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's for my old gaffer. That's another really fun level in the game, Thomas. Yeah, God, those it games are great. Man. Those games are really good. Yeah. Though I will ones? never get over fighting the spiders. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, last uh, I was just going to say back to like, you know how I said I like all like the extended lore, just the whole thing about them going on that boat to like the other land. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was as a kid, I was always like, as a kid, I was always like, what is that land? Like, <laughs> that's so. Land of cool. milk and honey. It's Willy Wonka's shop. Yeah. Like Narnia too, where Aslan's always talking about going across the sea and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, uh, real quick, I did want to say I, I was thinking about how you said that Helm's Deep is your favorite battle, and I'm mm. really having a hard time between Minas Tirith and and the Black Gate. Cause uh I think the Black Gate feels way more oppressive. Yeah, um, but it's super short too. It's short, but it, what I like about it is it, it's it feels more real in a way where it's like they don't move very far. No. Yeah. Whereas in Minas Tirith, they're like sliding on elephants, and you know, like, <laughs> like they're going everywhere. Sliding on but, elephants. You know, and I love how that they show kind of like the Aragorn loses to that big troll thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, which he should. It's huge. And yeah. um, <laughs> it's and then, huge. but then it gets scared because the you know everything's collapsing. And although I hate, I hate. I hate so much about how the, the ground just perfectly breaks around all of them yeah. and just kills all the orcs. I hate that so much. Um, I do like how um, Rohan shows up to the Battle of Ministerius. Yeah, yeah. Talking we'll, about that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get I was going to say, Michael, Michael, I, Michael, I know. Don't you worry, Joseph. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't you but worry. I would probably say as far as a battle, I'd go Ministerius, but as far as like a battle, like individual scene, I'd say that that fight with Aragorn is probably my favorite fight in the whole series but that's fair yeah. yeah okay so you want to get to our top fives yep all right i'm gonna i'll go first since i think mine are the most like generic or probably most what everyone else would have so i'll go first so going from five to one i have five as gandalf saves the day in um the two towers when he shows up at um helm's deep and I just oh. love the lighting in that scene when they're riding down the hill. And because it starts off dark, but then like the sun rises and it just like blinds all the orcs. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And then, um, so my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just love the imagery in that one. Um, number five is kind of just like a little thing, just a little scene, but it's the lighting of the beacons. Um, oh, I, I think it's just scene. really cool. I love the music that plays during it. And it's, it just shows like the whole world yeah. is super cool. Um, for number three, I have the iconic, you shall not pass. Of course, it's just like, 
it's been mean to death by now, but it's still when you saw it the first time, it's just like, wow, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then number two, I have I am no man. It's just so awesome when the witch key, when Erwin defeats the witch king and she like takes off her helmet and she's that's... like, it. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's such a controversial scene because I'm one of those people, I've always loved that scene. I've always thought it was yeah. super, super awesome. But then there's people who hate it. Alex I is really? the one that speaks up. Yeah. I hate that really? It's so, it feels like, you know, like the, uh, it it's feels kind of like the Avengers moment of like all the women where it's like, I am no man. It's, women can do things too. You can see that, but I think this is how you do it yeah, well. I agree. <laughs> it definitely doesn't bother me as much as other ones, for sure. And Mary <laughs> helps too. It's not just a like women are a great thing, you know. Yeah. Women aren't, you know, but you know what I mean. And then plus, plus, I think it's Tolkien like calling back to the Odyssey, or that part where Odysseus defeats the Cyclops, and he's like, "I'm nobody." I I always had a theory that that's like a callback to that. Um, <laughs> and then my number one is Baromir's death. I just love that scene because mm. um, he's been a creep the whole movie, and he just totally redeems himself. He's saving. Mary and Pippin, who aren't even like the main, it'd be one thing if he's saving Frodo, but he's just saving Mary and Pippin's life, and um, he's just wrecking house. He blows the horn. I love the part where he's like blowing the horn, and they hear it, and they come, and then um, of course he gets like shot like three times, and he's still going. Yeah, it's just awesome. awesome. And then um, when he does fall, and I, I love the speech that he gives when he's like. My captain, my brother, and my king. I, I, I just, yeah, I love that part. So that that was my top five. So um, who wants to go next? Um, I'll I'll go next because mine. I don't feel like you guys will talk much about them. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna go in order like Joseph, but uh, one of my favorite scenes is when Pippin is singing when um yeah is going out to ba- yeah. uh, battle. It's a good scene. Um, that's a really good scene. Mm. <laughs> um. I really like the scene, of course, with the council and they're forming the fellowship. And, um, the by axe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, although watching it this time, like, there's a, the part when Sam, like, runs out and he's like, I'm going to go with him. Elrond gives some weird looks. Like, <laughs> he does. He's like, so he totally does. <laughs> he's like a big goofball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like how dare um, you? I wonder and, if that's because I'm sorry, Jared. I wonder if that's because I thought about this in one of the latest viewings where it's like, you know, they had they couldn't have filmed them really together. So I wonder if it's like, hey, telling like mm-hmm. Elrond, like the actor, like, hey, make sure you're looking like, oh, they're running past you or something. Maybe that's why. But yeah, although they would um, usually get like short kids or something to play from the back. So I don't know. Whatever. And then. Um, it's kind of two scenes, but I'm just gonna mesh it into one. Anything with the Belrog, um, because I think that's just like the coolest looking thing. Um, <coughs> and then what was that? Three. Yeah, three. Three. Yep. Um, yep. I do like the boil and mash him, stick him in a stew when they're talking about, <laughs> talking about the conies. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, um, our hero, our um, savior, that orc that jumps into the <laughs> hole, blows up the wall. That's your number one. <laughs> uh, he's my favorite character. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I think I like, uh, 
Well, another thing that I like Two Towers the best is that we do get Sam and Golems kind of like back and forth. That, and Smeagol's not evil yet. He's just yeah. like, he's part yeah. of the party now. I, I think that's why yeah. I like Two Towers too. Okay, who wants and to go then, um, this, oh, oh, real I, fast. The scene, I never said the scene that I hate, but you guys pretty much talked oh, about yeah. it. Gladriel. Yeah. Gladriel, and that's terrible. We yeah. all hate that scene. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, and I... I feel like I'm gonna. I'm, there's a good scene in here, guys. There's a good scene in here, but <laughs> <laughs> the fight with Gandalf and Saruman, I don't like at all. You don't like that? Yeah, fight? it's not great. If it, 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 so it was cool. edited a little differently, it could be it, easily. But there's just too much. They show too much. Oh. Well, also, why are they just spinning each other around? Why not like shoot some spells? That's or something? how wizards battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen Harry Potter. That's not true. <laughs> These are real wizards, Ellie. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Them fighting words. Them fighting words. Okay. Well, no, I, would, I would put Dedicus Zul's Zorander against, you know, pretty much anybody, but that's just me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next, because okay. I think we should save Michael for last, by the way. Yeah, yeah I will save Michael I'm probably going to take a while, sorry. About yeah, say, we'll, we'll save him for last. I, I can guess what his number one's going to be, and it's going to be like a 20-minute soliloquy. I don't have uh, so, them in order. I didn't either until oh. Joseph said that, and I just ordered them. <laughs> uh, so I, I talked a little bit about my first one. It was Boromir and Aragorn's first meeting, just because I like that. And that really didn't uh, stick with me, really, until like I watched this all the way through like these last times. Um, but for some reason, this that scene just really stuck out for me. Um, I like it that you said that because I'm probably going to view that scene differently now. Yeah, I do. I like and, it. And that, went through that. That that's that's the thing is that that's I picked up a, a lot more. It was just different. I was just like, huh. Well, that makes more sense to me now. Um, anything with the Balrog, like it's I, the shall not pass thing, is so iconic now. But one of my favorite parts is when it opens up in two towers, and it's him and or Gandalf and the Balrog just fighting for like five straight minutes. And it's just an awesome scene because yeah. that's that's how like a wizard fight should go is like yeah like I love power like, and power. I love how the light like just protects him against like yeah, the darkness yeah. that he throws so, at him. Well, I, I also like how he like summons the lightning into Glamdry. Yeah, just, so like, cool. Yeah. It's such a cool scene. Um, Smote his yeah, ruin upon the mountain. I just sucked inside. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I like that. And he battled for like what, like five days, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a long, from like the deepest dungeon to the top, or something like that. But yeah, yeah. It'd be um, funny if they took breaks and just like sat <laughs> next on, to each other. <laughs> One moment. How did you I do that technique with the fire <laughs> and the whip? That was a cool. One. Um, but yeah, I just I love that opening scene just because we go from like you know this very somber, you know, ending a fellowship of the ring to like, all right, let's do this. Like yeah. full on, it's a like, great jumping back mast. in. Um, also the uh, the two towers funeral for in Rohan. Mm -hmm. Um, I, th I think we mentioned that a little bit is uh, Arwen's not Arwen, uh, Arwen. what's her name? Arwen's song. I love oh, that. Yeah. I love that that scene. It's really and, uh, impactful. Yeah, it's very good. And uh, just Theoden's like uh, monologue about how his oh, yeah. that's like that was his, that was the last of like his line is that right there. Um, and he won't have any more sons. Yeah, just just, just the line of no parents have to bury their child is just like he's like yeah. he's that whole monologue acting. That whole monologue almost got in my top five. Yeah, who did we lose or what happened? <laughs> Jared just uncamered. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, okay, I see. Um, so 
Next one is Legolas and Aragorn's uh, argument in Minas Tirith, or not Minas Tirith, uh, uh, Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Just like, yeah. that's just a great line, or a great amount of dialogue. And like I said, like it's him becoming, or him growing into his responsibility about who he is and what the kingdoms of men are actually supposed to be or what they could be and who he is. And I, I just really like that scene. And it, it shows a little bit of the elves arrogance toward men i just it's it's a good scene plus yeah. the acting's great too and it's half an elvish that's kind of cool i was gonna um, say what's cool is that uh, aragorn gets so passionate that he like breaks from elvish and goes into english at the yeah end with that line yeah. which is which is cool i don't think it's english alex it's whatever oh the tongue of men it's american <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay one thing that always like annoyed me about lord of the rings though is that they had the same months as us like it always like took me out i was like it's october the 24th if, if yeah you know, it starts like, next I'm to like, my birthday so. <laughs> <laughs> i was just like i don't i don't think they would call these october but whatever that means um, they have the greek gods and i know yeah, the greek gods <laughs> and the julius caesar was a thing in july and you know augustus but whatever uh so and my my favorite moment and this is because it's it's it was that that precipice moment that michael's gonna i know have with the the right of the rohirrim is uh when aragorn turns back and he's at the black gate and he says for mm. frodo mm. it's just yeah that's quiet, fantastic and he just goes toward it i'm like hell yeah <laughs> Well, well even his speech right before that is so great. That yeah. whole sequence is awesome. It is not I, this I, I, do day. Like that, <laughs> I do like that speech, but I, I just like that personal moment no, for between sure. him and yeah. the fellowship. Because like this whole thing was like for the speech of like all of mankind. And True. then it came down to the fellowship and the personal relationships they had was like for Frodo. And then that was the spark why he's charging in. Not because of mankind, but for Frodo. That's a good and, point. I just I really like that scene. It's 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 small scene too, but I again I I like a lot of the subtlety that some of these characters have, and that one just kind of hits me. So that's my top five. Oh, and uh, also the spider can can just not be here. That's your least favorite part. <laughs> she just wants a hug, just... Thomas. Well, the fact no, stop that. Hey, what's behind yeah. you, Thomas? <laughs> stop that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that the reason it's why we have spiders in fantasy is because of this. Like, this mm. is where it started. <laughs> it's uh, he fault. literally created a horror genre <laughs> of spiders. Maybe we might get more spiders in the new Amazon series. Shut up. They a role in back then. <laughs> I have so much trepidation and hope for that show. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's all the time. It's your turn. Oh, oh, yeah. Um... So I took out the one that I said earlier about Baromir because I was like, I already talked about it. I don't want to talk about it again. And, the, and then what Jared said was a good point, but I still do love that scene. Um, I did order these. These are almost surely not my top five, but it's like Michael said, it's very hard. And yeah. I actually changed some of them during this podcast. But um, <laughs> so number five, uh, this is more just a visual one. And I love, I love all the visuals throughout a lot of this, but especially in Fellowship, I just love, God, I love the way that movie looks. And it's uh, when they're surrounded by all the goblins in Moria. And mm. it's kind of like, how the heck are they going to get out of this? And then the Balrog yeah. shows up. And it's just, th there's something so cool about seeing the fellowship together in the darkest of dark places with nothing but Gandalf's light 
surrounding them and all surrounded by goblins and the and and then the balrog shows up and like so the, yeah the fire in the background doorway goes yeah. up and you're like oh my yeah. god and with, <laughs> with the drums and yeah and the best is they start freaking out and they run away and you're like oh what is happening <laughs> like what yeah, is coming? What are they afraid of <laughs> yeah that, and that's plus like those... where you would end a a and d like uh, <laughs> yeah session. Session. like all right yeah. guys gotta wait next till next time. week <laughs> <laughs> But uh, even the goblins look so more unique than yeah. like the orcs do. I think or not more unique. Like, but they look very different. There's that pretty one that like they show where the eyes are like yeah <laughs> shiny. <laughs> What's well, cool because I think they, they they have such big eyes because they they have to see in the dark yeah. probably and like it's just so cool. It looks like a kid almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully not anyone's kid. <laughs> so bad for them for that. It's a pretty um, kid. So my number four is uh, Smeagol's debate in Two Towers between himself after uh, after basically he feels like he was betrayed by because uh, before that he had kind of or, or sorry sorry I'm I'm an idiot sorry this is before the betrayal and this is when he banishes Gollum oh, oh okay. I thought you were talking about the last that one debate. with the trees sorry. in the trees where he's no, 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 finally no. free or oh the, yeah yeah the trees one at the end is great too but this one is so cool because the way that the camera shifts mm. to show each uh him basically debating with himself it's so clever because at first it shows the cameras actually moving between them and then it's just cuts to make it look like it's a conversation i think it's brilliant um and then whenever he says like you know he does the whole lie and he's like and it's like oh my gosh it's just so cool showing the duality of his personality of how he's punishing himself and it's so cool um love that scene uh number three is Smeagol's fall into Mount Doom. I think like the how that the camera comes up through the ring. Yeah. And then he's just like looking at it. And then the him falling and then just like like that's one of those, Joe, like you're saying where it's a very generic, coolest scene, but it's just yeah. I can't get around it. Like <laughs> that the way th- there's that like haunting, not really music, but sound as he's yeah, falling. Like, it's almost like a choir. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just oh, it's so cool. Love that scene. Uh, my number two is Baromir's speech. I don't know if there's any more to say about it other than like I get choked up every time, man. It's so good. Um, oh, and then oh. my... I was like Baromir I... whenever he's dying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he's dying, his death speech. <coughs> Sorry, yeah, not not the deleted scene speech. I don't remember what he says. In the <laughs> um, and my number one, it, it's hands down my favorite. My favorite moment of this whole series is when Aragorn says, "You bow to no one," and then everyone bows. I'm like, uh, I get chills yeah. and tear up like every that single scene time. Is insane. Yeah. That scene is, it's it's so much said with so few words, and it's mm-hmm. so it's so good. Anyway, Michael, That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I'm just gonna go in order because I didn't prioritize these in any sense. So we'll start with the the um. I guess that is first. And yeah, so the, the Balrog scenes is also, you know, obviously one of my favorite things. Of just the, you guys have pretty much covered all that though, so I won't go too much into that, but just like that kind of visual and just how well, even still now, like when we're watching these again, it's like it's been 20 years now and these movies, you compare this to X Men 1, Spider Man 1, anything back from that same year, Harry Potter 1, and it's like this looks like it could be made today and acceptable and exceed expectations even. It's just like, it's insane. It's the visuals on the Balrog are just cool, awesome. But, uh, and then yeah, Baromir's death is, it's so perfectly done in the sense because like it, it leads up to where you know you, like joseph said he's blowing the horn he's calling for help he's calling for help but not only like you get you get the impact of that because of how close they are because it does this one pan shot with aragorn and legolas fighting 
And not only that, but the beginning of that, whenever Aragorn stands up after he lets Frodo go and he like has that one off against that whole line of orcs that's so awesome leading into this. But like it has that one panning shot that literally goes through the entire forest of Aragorn and it shows the distance between them and it shows Barmir blowing, blowing, blowing. And it's just literally one shot going to that. But my favorite part of that whole scene, apart from, you know, like the acting, the performances and everything, it's like when the first arrow shot and all the sound cuts out, it's just thump, and everything just goes silent. It's just like the impact. You just literally feel it all over, just the impact of how that hits him. And you're like, oh, my gosh, because you're like, someone's going to save him. Someone's going to save him. Someone's going to get there. They're, they're literally right there. We just visually saw and we're confirmed they're on their way. But it's just like, let's go and just thump. it's just like, oh, my gosh, so good. And then and then just like that, that scene, whenever he's bent over, and he's just like. He like he's he's he, he like has the the back and forth between Mary Pippin and him, and he's just he looks up and he's like just like yeah, and yells and he goes yeah. back again. You're like, oh my gosh, you you just <laughs> redeemed so much about yourself. And you're so there, freaking cool. There was a good line in the extent. I'm sorry, in the no, extended no. scenes where um yeah, Barmir's okay. dad says uh, he was the greatest. How could that happen? And then yeah. Mary's just like, it only takes one arrow. You yeah, know? yeah, that's really yeah. Powerful. He was hit by many arrows. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. But uh, yeah, that scene's just incredible. And then the acting and like the look on uh, Aragorn's face whenever he stands up and he has the tear going in his face and like the sun shine after the fight and everything and he's dead and everything. Oh, it's just heavy stuff. Love it. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, going to uh, the scene where Theoden is cured and, and, you know, Gandalf comes in with his staff is another one of my favorites. And yeah, it's just like, I, I love that first panic moment whenever he brings it up and he's like, I told you to yeah. take the wizard stuff. And they're like freaking out. And there's all these people fighting around him. Everyone's punching each other going crazy. But it's just like that, that kind of like, um, I don't know. I love that kind of like underdog, underdog quote unquote moment where, you know, he thinks he's getting off the gray. He's like, you have no power here. And then he's like, he throws this thing back and just that shock in the white and like how he hits the back of the chair and he's kind of stuck there. I love that kind of like, unseen force holding him back into the chair and he just keeps throwing it back and back and kind of throws back to the fight that I'm not a big fan of, but he's just hitting him and then it changes the scene to where, you know, Saruman falls down. He's like, oh, oh." but, and then even the visuals there, whenever he changes from this gross old guy is so well done still, but that scene, I feel like so impactful. Um, I do like when he uh, tells what's her name that he knows her face. Oh, and then, and then when he says that again, when he's dying at the end of Return of the King, and then and then yeah yeah and then like I, I it it's a weird thing of how they bring these kind of just like words to make you feel that time like he's like your 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 fingers will remember their strength once they gripped your sword because that's such an important thing for a man in that time like it's the strength of your hands like what you do with your hands and stuff like that and being a king and being strong is important and just like whenever he grabs it and I don't know I love that line in that scene but uh <clears throat> moving on where what was next on the list real quick real quick I do hate the design yeah, of that Alex sword. Hates the sword I always have it's silly. Hey. It's like the horse one, like the yeah. horse horse. Yeah. It's like two horses that form the shape of like a heart or something. I'm like, this looks stupid. It's the heart of the land, Alex. The horse lords. Be nice. It's again, it's two on the nose. Okay, we're going in order here, but this might be this is probably the best scene in all of cinematic history. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go okay, okay. So just 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 try 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 and appreciate the impact of this scene. Because you know, like Alex said, Theoden's like this kind of guy is like Oh, he's kind of like, you know, just for his people or for himself. We don't really know where he is and like what his idea is like. Oh, I don't want to go help Gondor. Gondor is blah blah blah. This kind of like if where were they? <laughs> Yeah, like where were they when the when the yeah. <laughs> but uh and then and then it hits that scene of whatever, like, you know, finally after all this, like they need help. We need people to get there, and then finally they decide to go there. And so the, everything has gone to crap. The whole city's being invaded. The giant wolf pig thing went through the door. <laughs> like there's dragons flying everywhere. Uh his everything's crazy. But and then 
Oh my gosh. Okay. And this is where it's so important and, and why IMAX spoiled me so much to watch this movie with sound, proper sound. Cause you get this just like, and you just, if you, if you feel it in the ground, oh my gosh, there's nothing like it, dude. So I had thing abrupt. So yeah, you see, you see Rohan come up and they, they start blowing their horns and everyone's freaking out looking back. And then it has this panning shot where it goes like, and you just see how many horses are just like i love big things and i love scope and just like that this kind of mind-blowing force that's coming and then the 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 speech he gives it's so short but theoden's speech is it it is one of the coolest things because these these people are here they know that they've come to die they have no ifs ands or buts about what they're there to do and what is happening they know it's the end of man they have no hope no whatever so he says, arise, arise, riders of Theoden, spears shall be shaken, shields shall be splintered, a sword day, a red day, and the sun rises. So he's saying, like, there's gonna be blood, we're gonna die, and we're gonna go anyway. And it's insane. <laughs> and like, but like, literally think of that. Think of being in this whole crowd, and these people are mad. Like, you see this charge, and they're screaming their heads off. And I love the fear that they replay in like, all the orcs eyes are like, holy crap, we don't, yeah. I don't want any of this. Like, they start freaking <laughs> out. But then after... This isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, so he says, and the, ere the sun rises, he says, ride now, ride now, ride for ruin and the world's end. Like, what is cooler than that? Ride for ruin and the world's end because we're going into blackness. And then they scream three times. He starts, he takes, this is when he takes the sword and he starts going across the spears and he's just screaming death screaming death over and over again and it's like everyone starts screaming death and you're like chills my body is turning into nothing but chills and it is the coolest thing on the planet and then he just write, says um for uh, uh, how you pray? El, El, El Ringas, the, their home place but uh that is that is freaking insane like i love that scene it is so incredible good lord it hits me so hard it's just perfect perfectly done everything about it oh I love it. Definitely I love it so much. Definitely one of the top. Oh, oh, oh. But anyway. Um, and then so Man- the only reason I didn't include this part is because I knew we were yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. this. Yeah. I did the same thing. I didn't include you, it because I was like, need, Michael's going to talk on this. What are you going to touch it? What are you going to touch it? Like, no, he's got this. Oh, it is so incredible. Just the impact that that has. And just like, because I, when I was a kid, I didn't know what he said. I was like, what is he yelling? What is it? Like, <laughs> the speech wasn't in my head and like these crazy people. But then you like literally, you grow up and you learn about everything. You're like, like to to really like think and embrace what these like I know I'm taking that too literally it's a story but like what these people are doing like they're literally just riding to death they're like we are going into the darkness to fight bad guys no matter what because this is I don't know it's 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 crazy it's crazy I love it so much um, when you've gone through your first existential crisis you do learn what Theoden meant by death 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. but yeah and then uh the last one's kind of just a culmination of all the Hobbit moments like we talked about it was um but leading with the one of like like you said, uh, his Rudy moment or whatever, like I like that, that, that moment hits so hard because because of all that leads up to it, because say, say, like Frodo, I feel like is, I, I've said this before, he's like favorite character is a weird way to put it. It's very I feel like he's a very relatable character in the fact of I feel like Frodo is kind of a um, symbolism of life, really. It's kind of like this idea of beginning and circle struggle, really just like. Because, like, how, how I've always put it is, like, how he, um, Jared Tolkien seeing the world of, like, just depression and darkness and all this hate. And I think he had several children pass away young. There's just a lot that went wrong in his life. And, like, this kind of moving on, doing things, like, and I'll get to the speech Frodo does here in a minute. But 
this leading up to all this stuff. And then Sam is just this light and this like beacon for people, like this balance that you need for all that stuff and the balance that Frodo needed so badly. So this leading up to, you know, the, the, the starting in the third movie, we'll just start with uh, Sam telling him to go home. Like that, that scene is so powerful in how he hits him because Sam's like, just just also just Sean Austin's performance is just incredible and just like how he the emotion that he shows in that thing he's like no no like like he's so desperate to help he's like I came this far I can't not do that I have to finish this like I'm here for you and I've done all this for you I've, I've been so selfless and you're being so selfish and self-centered you have no idea what's going on you know anyway and then and then going to the point where he comes back you know he saves him and then in that point whenever you know all this struggle and everything and despite all the stuff despite Frodo telling him to go away despite all the fights they've had and everything he's like I can't carry it but I can carry you like it's such a heavy just just like such a strong moment in Sam's character of him getting up and he's like we're, we're gonna this is I see the finish line and I'm sprinting to the end of it even though I have no legs left my feet are bleeding we're both dead on our feet mm-hmm. and like just that sprint and that like exertion of like one last fight is so good I love it so much but um, but then culminating all the Hobbit moments into this last, I did want to bring to the attention of this last speech because there was, it was actually the first time I'm going to, I'm going to be dramatic, but I don't mean to be dramatic, but, uh, uh, <laughs> this, this last, the, the first time I made Ben watch these movies, of course, the first time I've been watching it, we were like, I think we were like 18 or 19 and, and this speech hit me differently than I'd ever had before where I literally left the room after the movie because I, I didn't know I w- why I was crying, but I literally cried for probably 30 minutes and I didn't know why I was like. I literally sat, I was in the bathroom, like, I don't know why I'm crying. Like, I was just pouring down my face. I'm, I don't mean to be dramatic or like that, anything like that, but, uh, but, it, and it took me a long time to try and process all the stuff that I've thought about this and like what he tried meant with Frodo's character because Frodo gives this speech, and this is whenever I started hitting me of like the true, like what I feel like he was trying to convey. And I know this is Peter Jackson's telling of and everything, but I feel like he did a really great job of the message of just like this idea of life and everything because. Because it, it, it hits so, on so many tones, different things. Like Even like after you finish Lord of the Rings, this is a good analogy for me, I think. Because every time I finish, or even like a good series, like if you finish a, like the original Star Wars trilogy, you have that kind of like that longing, that kind of sadness you have. And every time I finish Lord of the Rings, I feel this kind of like, oh, that longing of, oh, man, it's like it's over. And I felt a part of it, but I'm not a part of it. But like that kind of, I don't know how, uh, if I'm describing that well. But um, and like how do, and so the speech, I feel like, really puts it well because he says, how do you pick up the threads of an old life? And he says at one point, he says, how do you go back? Basically, that's how I always think of it. He's like, how do you go on when you know your heart, when you know in your heart? Um, what? Oh, OK, here. We, sorry, I'm going I'm to restart. He says, how do you pick up the threads of an old life? How do you go on when in your heart you begin to understand there is no going back? There are some things that time cannot mend, some hurts that go too deep that have taken hold. And I feel like like any any sort of like impact in life or anything like that that changes you and it just it, it does such a good job of um expressing that and just the sense of like like every time i feel like i finish lord of the rings i feel like i just want to go to bed like i i want to i, I want to kind of like reset and rethink and like you have to get out of that or anytime you finish anything good anything that, that means something to you it it has this kind of like like weight of like oh i i i, I long for this or i long for that or if you lose something like that's a more dramatic sense of it. Like if you lose something, that longing of it being gone and you just want to be back in that time or any sense of looking back is such a weird twist into what he puts in this little speech in the end. And that's why I kind of, it took me a long time to kind of like figure out what is going on here. Cause I've always equated, or I, I come to the point where I equated like his message through Frodo as being like a message of life and like struggle. Cause I feel like they kind of set up more in the book. So in the sense of like Frodo always wanted a purpose, he wanted something to do something to be and, and grow and then 
and he uh and it didn't happen until you know he was like 30 or whatever and Gandalf was like that hey we'll have this adventure we'll do this thing but then you'll know, end up being 50s but the movie i don't really think they have that time change in the movies but um and so it has this whole thing it's like it, it, but it takes like it's it's almost like the longing of growing up and being an adult but then the desire for it all to not happen and be a child and be ignorant i don't know it's it's this weird balance that i can't careful, really careful put what in, you wish for kind of thing kind of in a sense and 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 so it kind of like brings into the idea in my mind the idea of like purpose and stuff and like and this sadness and longing of like, oh, hey, appreciate what I had because I'm not that person. Where like he goes back to the shower. He's like, this isn't me anymore. I can't do this anymore because I'm broken. And so his only escape is to move on or like in the sense of life, like whenever <clears throat> if you live a full life or whatever, like when it, in a more lighter tone than what I'm taking it as, because it could be taken many ways of like, like I, when I first thought it was like I was very depressed at the time and I was thinking like suicide, like Frodo just wanted to go like he was done. But it's also like in the right aspect of mind is like taking it to where this is death. And this is like, like Gandalf's thing, how you look at death when he's talking to Mary, which is another great scene that I didn't even think about till now of putting in whatever he's talking about. Oh you know, yeah. That was a really good one. When him and Pippin are talking about the life after oh, death, like what, yeah. what is after? And, and just the kind of that right mindset of death of being a new journey moving on. And it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know if I'm making any sense of what I'm saying, but this, it, it hit sure. me at this one point where, of course, Ben's there, and I'm trying not to look like a weirdo crying because like, Ben, we weren't as close <laughs> with Ben then, and I was so absolutely confused on why I felt these ways. It took me forever to figure out, like, try and piece these things together of what this means. But so, like, I talk about Lord of the Rings. I think Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece, but it is also this is one of the this is the reason why Lord of the Rings means so much to me because it didn't mean that much before. I thought, oh, these are amazing, great movies, so fun, but like, it hit this deeper meaning for me of like this, like semblance of life and idea and everything and i don't know it's just i thought it was so fantastic like when i finally kind of put it together for myself not that this is like what they meant or if, if it was purely intentional but like how i took out of it and just like my personal experience it, it just it hit me strong and it's, that's that's probably my favorite part just him there he's just in a carriage of bilbo and it's just over voice coming and it's like it just hit me so strong that it's probably my favorite but yeah well, i think that's what's cool about art in general is that it can do that it can uh you get your own interpretation from it. It may not be exactly what they meant, but it's, I don't know. It's kind of cool whenever you can pull different things from it, but you did, you nailed that whole like feeling of when something's over. Yeah. Or you mm -hmm. go through something where like, yeah. I, I definitely feel that with Lord of the Rings, but the most I ever feel that is anytime I finish Harry Potter, like that. Yeah, works. definitely. Like going through the end, it's like, there's even a lot of the same threads where Dumbledore literally says like to a well-organized mind, death is but the next journey. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know the, the end of Harry Potter. I always feel that that like longing to belong to something that's not even real, yeah. <laughs> but, but but it's reflecting what's real yeah. in and, in life and what's real in people and desires and hopes and dreams. And, and it's anyway. also like that that line that first line he says, "How do you go back?" is such an interesting yeah. thing because it's not about it's not really like he he's realizing that change is moving forward and you can't ever go back or you're stuck. It's not how life works. It's not how you grow. It's not it's not about looking back in the past. It's about moving forward. And that, that that's just like that longing for simpler times or, or yeah. a happy moment or something like that. It's just, it's, I don't know. I genuinely don't, I've never cried during Lord of the Rings since or before, but that <laughs> one point hit me so hard. And I literally didn't even understand it. I was, I was like, I was in the bathroom. I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't know what's going on, but something in my brain clicked. And I was like, Oh, this is sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're saying like it's not just that we have to finish the quest; is that we have to 
there's something after the quest. Yeah, too, like you, you you have to that go wasn't on. There. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like um kind of like the just the thought of going back to how do you go back to like life? How do you go back to living whenever you instead of doing something or progress like whenever a task is done? How do you go back? Like any anyone who any artist who completes a work, they're like they feel destroyed after because they're like, oh, I, what what now? What do I do? What do I do now? What yeah. is, what is that? Na- well, what do I do? There's a, there's this, I forgot who said it and I forgot what medium it was. I think it was a TV series. But someone asked me like, well, what happens in happily happily ever after? It's like there is no happily ever after. This yeah. is the next day. Yeah. That's all you do. And that that hit me at one point. I was like, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's such a you gotta live you gotta live the rest of it. It's like yeah. Happiness is fleeting. It's gonna leave you eventually. So you just gotta find the next <laughs> thing that makes you happy. <laughs> This so is means, a comedy that means, podcast. That means <laughs> dump, dump the girl you're with, and go find someone else who makes <laughs> me happy. <laughs> okay. Well, I think this is a good one. I think we could talk more, even more someday. You guys but... want to go on? I can go on. <laughs> we'll do more. Let's start from the beginning again. The next, well, the next twenty year anniversary, we'll jump back into this. It brings up like, things like, how can I go back? It's like, you can't go back. The only way back is the Hobbit movies. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Peter Jackson didn't listen to Frodo. <laughs> Don't go back. Okay. So if you maybe have some suggestions for like other series you would like us to do a special podcast on, only you can get in touch with us at Instagram.com slash How6MoviePodcast. You can talk to us on Twitter.com at How6MoviePod. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast on any site that you are listening to and maybe even give us a few likes out there. Um, also, if you like horns as, as well, tell us about it. We would yes. like to talk about horns. Send me horns. <laughs> do we need to do a, a special episode about cinematic horns? We can do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <The> top 10 <laughs> horns. Uh, you can also check out our sister podcast, That's Good Anime. and um, They... Uh, anywhere you find this one, they'll be on that one too. So um, we got one more podcast this year, and that, like I said, Spider-Man: No Way Home and Matrix Resurrection. So we will see you when we record that. So thanks for listening, Jared. That's good stuff. Thanks. Uh-huh.